What's up, y'all? Hi, welcome to another guest episode. This is sick. We've had a lot of guests this season. We've had one episode this season without a guest. So we got your usual crew of me, Mill, your boy, Fact Ass Steve. What it do, baby? And we got Larry the Printer. <laughs> Every funny. time you and say then... Fact Ass Steve, I always think you say Fat Ass Steve. Definitely not <laughs> fat ass. He needs to put on like fifty person. pounds. Well, actually, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a steady one fifty two. Yeah, soaking you, wet. And we I'm got a our full we got ass boy DJ. pounds heavier than you. We we got our boy DJ here today. Yo, Colin. So yeah, DJ Colin. Yeah, so DJ was on yeah. once, and uh, I don't know if it was my fault or Larry's. It was my Somebody fault. fucked up. It was my. It was me. Uh, Supposed to be the end of season one, I think. Yeah, it was for sure, and uh, it didn't happen. And then, like months later, I was so like out having a drink, and DJ was there. It's like, whatever happened to that? And I was like, Arr. so. Uh, for those of you who don't know, DJ, uh, he's a homie. He plays in the band Low Country, who is super sick. Coach. And uh, I don't Coach. know, DJ, what else you got He's going in another on? band, tell, too, tell called up. East Moon, and they're also sick. Uh, yeah, I, I also jam in another band uh, called East Moon, which um, I don't know if you guys remember a show we played at Franklin House with a band called Light Moves. Yeah. Um, it used to be, like, most of the guys from Standing on the Shoulders of Giants, Jacob Taos, his wife, mm-hmm. uh, Eric Stanley was on bass, and uh, I don't remember who they had playing drums. Uh, Ray, it was. Yeah, Kid Ray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe he was yeah. playing with them. But, yeah, I don't, I've known Jacob for a long time, and uh, we kept running into each other over the past couple of years. And we had spoken about jamming before, you know. And uh, I saw him at Chris D'Elia New Year's Eve in Chicago. And uh, we were just like, let's fucking do it, you know. And then uh, over the past year, we've written, uh, wrote, written a full album. Nothing's been recorded yet. We released the one four-track or the four-song live session thing that we did. But covid happened so uh yeah, yeah no no bands done well anything. we will make sure to link everyone to what you got going on musically when we drop the pod because uh it's, it's good stuff this guy he, he's a good drummer great drummer and uh you know i know you, i know obviously more of the low country end, but i'm excited to hear the album you guys wrote yeah it's fun stuff it's nothing heavy it's more like like title fight circus survive kind of vibe we stuff, love that stuff know? All yeah, three of us do. It's, beautiful. it's, it's very vibey. Fun. Some of it almost is like, I don't want to say psychedelic, but I also kind of do. Yeah, there's a couple of oddballs in there. Like we have one song that's just straight like fucking like grunge. It's like Sick. like Primus kind of fucking like grungy, you know. <laughs> that's cool. But Hell it's yeah. fun, you know. Uh, we've we've written like ten or eleven songs. Um, we've been getting together every Friday for like a year and a half now. So we're basically just kind of waiting for a good time to get into a studio to just record everything you know the singer is stole and i get together every friday to watch professional wrestling does that count yeah you know yeah <laughs> that's not the same thing uh no man that's, the singer that's from awesome. stole away and me get together once a week to talk about hocus pocus <laughs> well i hung out with them last week and we did nothing but play nintendo switch for four hours so oh no nice. oh steve dropped out again Sorry. Uh, he's. I think he's checking on something real quick. He'll be back in a sec. That's fine. We got plenty to talk about. But uh, yeah, man, that's 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 dope. I uh, I think, you know, I can probably say this in full confidence because I play in a couple bands and do some of my own stuff. 
when you do different projects it makes it um i don't not just more fun but just being an artist like you don't want to do two or three of the same styles of bands yeah right definitely east moon is like my bread and butter like before i was in low country it was a lot of uh bands like that like real circus survivors glass jaw type stuff and i love low country i fucking absolutely adore playing shows with them but when i started jam with east moon again i was like fuck yes this is like i miss this that's awesome i I think chill music you know i think as a musician like you know as for i can only speak for myself but you always bring yourself into whatever you're doing you're always gonna have the element of how you sound sure but it's fun to be able to manipulate it and express yourself in different ways because like i obviously still always like a, a pretty heavy band but like i grew up loving like pop punk and like alternative rock and stuff so I kind of get you. It's like when you can deviate, and then you go back, and it's refreshing. No, and yeah. you hear that a lot. Like when you listen to Stolaway, you hear a lot of like musical pop sensibility that would come from like Blink roots. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. Yeah, I, and I don't try to hide that. But I just mean like I love playing the heavy stuff, um, and it's really important to get that out sometimes, especially live. But then it's like when you go away from it for a little bit, like for me, like if I go play a show at Park in Maine and then I go back to like doing something with Stolaway, it's like refreshing. Like it doesn't, oh, that, yeah. it keeps oh, things yeah, totally. interesting. And I, I feel like yeah. you guys probably can, can say this with any type of art too, not just music, just kind of, you got to break it up sometimes. Yeah. It's nice. You know, it's good to have like your, your, your niche or whatever, but uh, it's like, why not do everything else? Especially if like, like you like listening to the shit, you know, like, cause we all oh, listen yeah. to all, like not, none of us just only listen to heavy music, you know? So sure. like, why the fuck would we only play you know that style of music right yeah i I, I think like for i you know for what i noticed a lot of us kind of you get into like some kind of underground like more of like punk or whatever and then you have that stage where you only listen to heavy music or like mostly and then you kind of get older and you're like i still really like this but like i'm more selective with it and like for me like i listen to heavy stuff but like not as frequently sure sure yeah I've been listening to uh, Thundercat, like, all fucking week. I saw Thundercat um, with Flying Lotus right when Flying Lotus released uh, Till the Quiet Comes. And, oh, nice. Uh, guy who played drums for the Mars Volta for a while, what's his name? Uh, Thomas Bridgen. He was playing drums for Thundercat. Oh, and, like, it was, like, unannounced. Man, and, like, so Thundercat awesome. comes on, and there's this dude with, like, braids. And, like, I'm on, it was at Metro, and I'm on the balcony, so I couldn't mm-hmm. see, like, super close who it was. But I'm like, fuck, that looks like... At first, I thought it was a drummer from Yellow Card. Oh, I was like, yeah. oh, cool. I'm like, oh, that's fucking Longinue. Thomas Bridgen. <laughs> yeah. It was amazing. What's that guy's name? Longinue Parsons or something from Yellow Card? Yeah. Dude, he that like, guy is a ridiculous drummer. He's awesome, but he left, like, towards the end. It was weird. Like, because they were going to break up anyway. Yeah, they were. Then they had, uh, I think, like, Nate from Amberlynn was touring with them for a while or something, but whatever yellow card hasn't put out anything good in like 15 years and it's funny because i drummer oh i'm sorry go ahead no you're good i just say it's funny because i've seen newfound a few times since then and and they have the dude uh what's his name from ryan is like doing like auxiliary guitar yeah and And i'm like i've seen yellow card so many times i'm like with newfound especially i'm like shouldn't you be playing like either for before them or after them (laughs) right oh yeah no there's another drummer uh that played for glass cloud i don't remember his name but he looks like exactly the same. The guy from Yellow Card and Thomas yeah, Bridgen, yeah. just a black swole dude with fucking dreadlocks. So I'm convinced every time now, like I see a drummer <laughs> like that, like this guy's about to fucking shred the shit up, you know. I saw Glass Cloud one time at uh, 
the bottom launch at Chariot's last show in Chicago. Uh, I went to the Michigan one. I wasn't able because I was working at the mill at the time, so we drove out to Michigan. I got a concussion at that show. It was really fun. That was the most violent show I've wow. ever seen. Oh, yeah. I got a concussion during Glass Cloud because I fucking <laughs> stage dived like an asshole and it just didn't work. And then the chariot got on and I was already like kind of fucked up. Yeah, but back I when not, back when you, you can know. stage dive. Oh, you, you said you weren't at Bottom Lodge, my bad. I yeah. Like, back when you, you could stage dive at Bottom Lodge at one time. It was uh, the Pyramid Skein in Grand Rapids. Grand Rapids. Oh, for sure. I don't do a lot of shit like that anymore, but uh, a couple years ago, like I think it was end of 2018, I saw Straight from the Path at, uh, where were we, Steve? The Met, we were at Metro? Yeah. It was Metro. No, we were at Sub T. Sub T, Sub T. Yeah, Yeah, we were at Sub T, and uh, I staged dove, and I'm not a There's a picture of that, of you. There is a, there is a picture of that. I'm not a huge dude, but I'm a bigger dude, and like, especially since I was, when I was a teenager, I was like real thin. And my first thought as soon as I jumped off the stage was, this is going to be like Jack Black at the beginning of School of Rock when he just eats shit and hits the floor. Because I'm like, there's these little like skinny kids here, and I'm going to look like this old fat guy like just hitting the Hell floor. Yeah. Like, they're not going to catch me. I got I got caught, luckily, but like as first the, my first instinct was like fuck yeah i knew the the drum part where it cuts out and i'm like okay i'm gonna hit it right when he you know hits the symbol and i did and then i got up in the air i was like oh i'm gonna die <laughs> like i've been like six three and like over 220 for the last i don't know like 20 years basically hulk hogan over there like i've never stage dove in my life because i was afraid of killing somebody yeah it's a risky move <laughs> not yourself you're just afraid of killing somebody else no, because, like, never, I'm, like, the okay. biggest person that probably all of y'all know. And I've never got to experience that. Yeah, you need to be at, like, a festival or something where there's, like, already, like, a thousand fucking people at the gate. No, I've cr- I crowd surfed at Riot Fest in 2013 during Blink, and then I lost my wallet. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've never, I've never dove off stage, um... I've always been, like, the person, if I'm standing in front, I'm, like, the hurdle you have to jump over. (laughs) So there's been a lot of shows where people have tried jumping over me, and I've gotten just directly punted in the head. Yeah, you are, like, what, like, 7'2". And I try not not to be up front, but, like, it was, was like, most of those social counterpart shows, and, you know, I gotta be up there, but, uh... You know when a bigger person's stage diving, though... You know what it's like? You ever play Super Mario where you jump on the turtle and then it, before you kill it, it's just the shell and you still got to get up, like hit it again. That's yeah. what it's like being a big dude. You're like, I got to hit my target, but like then it's like, oh shit, like, you know, it's going to come after me. I don't know. Like, if that there's made any always sense. like a fat guy stage diving like a hardcore show and I see him up there and I'm like, mother, dude, fuck you. With the stomach don't hanging out of that. his shirt with like a support violent dancing hat on or something. Exactly that same bullshit. I'm like, man, you shouldn't do this, and you know you shouldn't do this. Fucking stop! You're gonna kill a little girl. Exactly. Hopefully, hopefully, like, uh, hopefully everything everything works out to where we can go to Furnace Fest. Because rarely can I get up to like, like, be bothered to to really throw caution to the wind because I'm. I'm just, you know, I'm scared. <laughs> but uh, there's a couple of bands on that bill where I would just, I would throw caution to the wind and I'd try, you know. There's a couple of bands on that show that I would not give a fuck about anything and would lose my mind during. Oh, yeah. yeah, so hope, hoping in the not too distant future we'll have the chance. I, I'm hoping. Oh, sorry, go people ahead. Can, and I say people can catch me and I don't hit anyone in the face. I, I was going to say, I hope when shows come back, like, 
like regular like when we're playing and stuff you know how like you play so many shows that you get towards the end of the night and you're like all right whatever like i hope that that doesn't come on for a while like i hope that the high rides for a while because every show that gets announced when shows are a thing they're all going to sell out instantly and yeah. people are going to be psyched as fuck the entire night yeah like but i'm talking about playing house franklin like house year at least yeah know. dude see you know what the thing is though um we're all like, oh, we're going to go fucking nuts, you know, and I get to see this band or that band. It's like, we're going to be so out of shape by the time right. shows come Dude, back. Yeah, First I'm song in, we're going to be like, all right, I'm done. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I got to start. You know what? It's like I told Steve today. I've been watching videos of fucking, uh, uh, what's that guy's name? Uh, Goggins, that, that ex-Marine like guy. Oh, who, this out. David Goggins. Yeah, he like runs and yells at you like you gotta beat them motherfuckers. Yeah. Stay hard. I'm just like, yeah. yeah I'm just I just like, shared one of his videos yesterday because like he just talks shit in the meanest fucking way, but it kind of works, you know. It works for me at least. You know? I'm here. Is that the guy? Is that the guy? Where, like, oh my, t- my son told me to go fuck myself and. Now he's like like picking up boats or whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm doing, I'm sitting here doing like fucking like the easiest workouts. Like, oh, stay hard. Like I wasn't thinking about going soft. I swear, stay hard just to like keep ten pounds off. Can y'all see DJ? No, I can't see yeah, DJ. I don't, know, I don't know what happened. It just I can says hear him. Well, I can hear him because he's also four feet from me. But I can hear him. I just can't see him. I don't know what the fuck happened. Did I hit your camera button? Maybe when I he didn't stay show. hard. No, I just cut out. You want to get on the Wi-Fi? All right, cool. We can keep talking though. Well, did you yeah, D- but David Goggins is like a total machine. Like I, I found out about him like more his backstory more recently, and I'm just like, this fucking guy ran 101 miles in 24 hours. That's like an that's insanely long time. He, yeah, he does that back to back too. He does ultra marathons. I believe the last ones he did, he did like three ultra marathons. Yeah. In a span of like six months. And like six months is usually someone's recovery time for doing one oh, ultra marathon. And uh, yeah. he also holds the record for most pull-ups. In, uh, or he used to hold the record until Cam Haynes' kid beat him. But it was like 4,000-something pull-ups in a day. Did you see uh, like him getting shit drained out of his knee, too, from how much he runs? Yeah, I avoided that video. I, I heard about it, and I, <laughs> I, I haven't brought myself to watch it yet. So so I had a, a small – I didn't have it drained. I, I, let it, I sat out and let it heal, but I got hurt in sports when I was younger, and I had, like, fluid in my knee from the tendon tearing, and it, it hurts like a motherfucker. And people get that that drained so they can keep going. And I'm like, I heard that playing fucking basketball. This guy runs like <laughs> fucking, you know, shit. like you wouldn't believe. Like his shit was gnarly. There, there we go. I see. Yeah. Does he? Does he like, just? Uh, do, does he just do was, crack? There was a picture no. that he posted of his fucking feet, like after <laughs> oh, a bunch of marathon. Disgusting. It was fucking horrible. Yeah. Fucking terrible. But yo, no, seriously, this guy, Larry, have you seen this guy? No. Okay, I'll send it to you. So on like Instagram, like his wife is in the car, like driving like two, like five miles per hour with the camera, sure. and she's filming him. He's running with his shirt off, chiseled, and he's like yelling at you, like, "You gotta fucking encounter those demons. You gotta kick that <laughs> motherfucker's ass. Stay hard." And I'm just like, "Yo, like this is in- it's, it's like I ins- love all that. It's inspiring. That sounds like terror lyrics." Yeah, it's it's basically terror as like a person, but like he's like really inspiring, but also like I'm like yo, like realistically, like this guy's a fucking machine. Yeah, it's uh, his body's gonna be falling apart probably in the next ten fucking years for how much shit that he does. Yeah, because he he's does... always like 
He's always like, just if you find that bitch deep down in you, just beat his fucking ass and just keep going. <laughs> yeah. Like that's like his his mentality. Like, oh, you you feeling hurt? Well, fuck him. Keep going. You know? I I love the one where it's like there's like a reason where it's like. You, you cannot run your demon. You got to go up and attack those motherfuckers. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Stay hard. I'm like, dude, like. Yeah. Uh, should here. I call this episode, Fuck That Shit, Stay Hard? Yeah. And I'm like sitting yeah, there eating hard. popcorn, like watching this, like, yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> that so. would be a, a sick thing to say to someone during sex to uh, help them maintain a boner. <laughs> well, fucking, Fuck that uh, shit. Stay hard. <laughs> uh, uh, you know how, like. Joe Rogan doesn't really fight anymore, but he's still like in UFC shape. I don't, know, I don't know shit yeah. about Joe Rogan. He like knows the guy, and he said that he'll just like text him like out of the blue and just just send stay hard. And he's like, so you don't want me to like go soft? Yeah. No, stay hard. <laughs> like like I, like if you're friends with this guy, he'll just like like randomly during the week like text you and just tell you not to be a bitch. That's yeah. sick. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna start doing <laughs> that to my sick. friends. See how many friends I have left at the end of the week. Yeah. I I mean. It's nice motivation. Just, just yeah. don't be a bitch. Yeah, I think uh, the last time he did his podcast, like uh, Joe Rogan was talking about how he showed up there like an hour early and started working out at his gym. Yeah, he'll be like, Joe, and, like, did you work out today? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, I didn't work out today. What the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah, he's fucking wild. Cause like those dudes, like those uh, ex like UFC and stuff. I mean, I know he commentates it, but like they stay. A lot of those guys stay in really good shape, and they they do all kind of different like weightlifting shit. Um, obviously, the older you get, you got to be careful about tearing, you know, like oh, shit up here and whatever, but in your pecs and stuff. But uh, it's just that guy. I, I don't even know how many weights he lifts because he does so much cardio. You can see all of his muscles. Like he clearly lifts weights, but like he does so much cardio, he's no body fat. Right? Yeah. So that guy must eat like fucking like whole live chickens every day. <laughs> live chickens? <laughs> Jesus fuck. He probably kills them himself. I heard he works some job for twelve dollars an hour because he has to do something that's hard. Like pick picks feathers out of his teeth and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, that was kind of a weird side tangent, but yeah, Gog David Goggins is sick. I wanna like get in better shape and like work out because especially for vocals and stuff, it, like the worse shape you're in, the harder it's gonna be. And then I'm just kind of like, I don't, I still don't feel comfortable going to a gym. I feel that. It, it's all right. I, I go to the gym probably five to six days out of the week and uh, it's like dwindled down. But for the most part, like the gym I go to, there's really not a lot of people there. I work out by myself. Like just keep your fucking mask on and, and unless you're like running or some shit, you know. Uh, DJ uh, stands for dudes jacked. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, we should do a band where me and Larry play guitar, DJ plays drums, and Steve plays bass, and it's all mosh parts. And for vocals, we just pump in David Goggins clips. <laughs> so, like, stay every time there's a breakdown, it's just like, stay hard, motherfucker. <laughs> we all have to get stay hard tattooed on our knuckles. Yeah, I was going to, but, but, like, I, I wanted, do it on the top parts, but so. I wanted his what face on my hand. Oh, it's his bonehead. Oh, that's fucking sick. Yeah. <laughs> That, I'm going to get uh, Xbox Live on my knuckles. When I was getting that. my knuckles done, the guy, the, one of the apprentices that was working there, he's like, dude, you got bone hard on your knuckles? That's fucking sick. And I was like, <laughs> I was like fuck, I should have did that. <laughs> Close enough. I'm going to get like 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 huge dick or something. <laughs> or wine I'm going to get comes fast. Comes f- <laughs> no, the best one that we, you said was drink gin. 
We're, yeah. we're, we're working oh, together Oh, no, that's the drink gin does fit. Because five. Work. Okay. And Larry's <laughs> like, yo, drink gin. And I, like, drink fucking lost fits. it. That's, like, probably my number one. Uh, Xbox Live's got to be up there now, though. No, I'm going to get uh, Cold Brew. You could get, Xbox, <laughs> you, could, you could get Xbox 360 because the 360 has that little degrees sign. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm oh. going to get uh, Tony Hawk. I don't think Larry wants to play too many more video games. He got into it with a bunch of 13-year-old kids. Oh, God. You could get, ti- you get tiny nuts. I've never a, a gamer ever in my life, ever. But, uh, like... They did the Tony Hawk remaster, so I bought a PS4 because I'm like, I can't not have this. Mm-hmm. So I bought a PS4 strictly for that. And I'm like, okay, I have this. I should see if I'm into other shit. I'm not, by the way. I tried. <laughs> um, so I was playing Rocket League with Jack and Andrew. And so, and it's it's a good time. I, I'll still keep playing that. I bought, like, the fucking headphones and the mic, the whole deal. Yeah. And, like, there's, like, 13-year-old kids on there who are the most vulgar, violent people. And I'm like, do you have fucking parents where did you learn this shit they don't give a fuck their parents bought that so they wouldn't yell at them like that anymore <laughs> but like this this kid kept saying all this horrid shit so i googled like how anonymous is this can i get caught for what i say and they're like no absolutely not I'm like, all right cool it doesn't so matter I told this kid i was his dad and Hell i yeah. fucked all of his uncles and <laughs> he yeah. cried and i felt okay. really bad he cried hey, man. he cried look it's amazing our first amendment is to protect us uh that we can use unpopular speech. That's what freedom of speech is. So, like, you can tell them. You could be completely known who you are. And you could just be like, "Yo." Yeah, but like, they're like they're they're children, so there's got to be some kind of. Well, technically, they waive those rights when they get on the game. I don't think Rocket League is like has like a high rating, but if you're on like an M-rated game that their parents had to buy for them, this game is free. Yeah, because <laughs> like, like when I play Warzone. There's like something called death comms, where so like right after you kill someone, or right after someone kills you, you can hear each other for like like a second. The funny thing about all that is too, because I'm not really a gamer. Larry texts me, he's like, "You play Rocket League?" And I'm like, "Oh, what's that?" Like I thought it was like a shooter game. He's like, "It's kind of like soccer with cars." And I'm like, "What the fuck are you smoking?" Like, oh, what? I know what game that is now. <laughs> it's fun, man. No, no, I'm not saying it's not fun, but like the way like you and Steve described it to me, I was like, no, "What the fuck?" That's yeah. dead on what it is, though. <laughs> We're like just completely nonchalant. He's like, "Yeah, it's like it's like you gotta get a soccer ball into a net while you're driving around race cars." This is like a what? fucking bad car sequel for Disney. <laughs> And Pixar, I try to oh, get yeah. really creative when I get angry, at, like with people, um, and or at least just I try to just say like instead of just you know saying like oh like fuck you or you're a bitch or whatever, um, I just think of weird shit to say. Like I said, they're they're bad at driving or they can't swim. <laughs> you can't their, swim. Cut them deep. Yeah, yeah, it cuts like, deep. Like I bet you can't ride a bike yet. You fucking piece of shit. <laughs> I love that. I like, uh, my eyes are bad when I try to play video games. Like, I, I can't do it for very long. I have to wear my glasses, like, all that kind of shit. And, uh, when I was, like, kind of younger and Steve was doing all these shooter games when they first got popular, like Xbox Live and shit, I would go on there and I'm, like, get, getting disoriented looking at the screen. And then there's, like, 40 people telling me to go fuck myself and, you know, calling me all kind of names. And, like, that doesn't affect, like, I don't really get offended. Like, you could say what you want. But I was, like, disoriented. And then I had this big, like, fucking, you know, commentator headset. On. I'm like, what the? F- people love this shit? Like, I'm dizzy. No, nah, man. You- it, it's, I play that. I play Warzone because it's free and my friends have it. And that's how I keep in touch with them right now because, like, well, for one, they don't live around here, too. Like, well, what else are you supposed to do during lockdown? 
But uh, drink gin. Not not while I'm yeah. on antibiotics, but uh, good point. After, Fair. Um, but yeah, I got I get heated playing that shit, man. I used to play with a bunch of guys like uh, years ago, probably like around 2010, and uh, I had bought my first Call of Duty. I think it was, it may have been earlier than that. It was World at War, was that yeah, at that time? It was like so 2009, like the, yeah. Yeah, th- these guys were already like real fucking like adamant. Like they were so good at it that like if you looked at the map, there was sections, there was letters and numbers, and they'd be like, "He's in fucking C9." And I'm like, I'm playing shitty. I'm like crouching with my gun like everywhere around corners. And they're like, fucking C9, DJs, it's C9. I'm like, I don't fucking know what that is. What what the fuck are you talking about? It sounds yeah, like doing like, inventory at Costco. Call outs and all that <laughs> shit. Oh, elbow. Like, what the fuck's elbow? Yeah, like, def- like to your left. Like, I don't fucking know, dude. Like, that could literally or, mean anybody's left. It sounds <laughs> like Battleship, actually. C9, yeah, Battleship was dope. Battleship was dope. When's the last time you guys played a board game? Probably within the last like three months. Really? Yeah. Played chess. I fuck with chess heavy. Something like that. Chess is dope. Yeah, I fuck with chess. I uh, Queen's Gambit was out, so I watched that. So I was like, yeah, you know. I heard it was really good. I watched a little bit of it, but I didn't get super into it. It's good. It's not great, but it's pretty good. I liked it. You guys know where the sip is in Crown Point? Of course, I know where the sip is in Crown Point. I went there for lunch the other day. Crown Point. Okay, so but you know of it. Yeah, their sandwiches mm-hmm. are fire. So me and Steve went there one day. This is like seven or eight years ago, maybe seven years ago. And uh, we were just getting like a cup of coffee or something. We were killing time. And I was chilling on this couch, and this kid comes up to me, and he's maybe like in high school. And I would have been like 20, 21. And he's like, you play chess? I'm like, no. He's like, you know how? I'm like, no. He's like, all right, I'm going to teach you. Didn't ask me if I wanted to learn. He's like, I'm going to teach you. And he like taught me. And I'm like, this is fucking hard. Like, he was a really yeah. smart kid. He was a smart kid. And he was teaching me, like, hey, if you play with people, do this, don't do this, whatever. And I'm like, I think I would like that game a lot because it's a lot of strategy and I'm into, like, sports strategy and stuff like that. But I'm like, this is, Keep like, not – it's not like playing fucking checkers or Monopoly or whatever. Like, it's hard. Hey, Larry, can you grab me one of these, please? Thank you. You know, my thing is with chess is, uh, like, once you get good at it and once you start to figure out uh, the moves and the pieces you're using a little bit better, it gets so addictive because there's offensive players and defensive players, and you can usually tell right away from the beginning. Like, uh, like uh, I use my pawns a lot when I play, and I try to fuck people up with as many pawns without moving my back pieces because there's so many moves you can do with that. But the only reason I got good at it is because uh, my dad was in, in and out of prison, like, you know, my whole life when I was a kid. And when I got kicked out of school the first time, that was like my punishment. He made me play him in chess every single fucking day for, for how, until I got back to school, which was like, I don't know, like over summer break, three fucking Shit. months, whatever that was. But he kicked my ass every fucking day, but I'd learned something a little bit different, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, whenever I'd play other people, you know, it was I was always like just beating the shit out of them, you know, just because I knew like basic groupings and the names of the you know the, the places on the board that's kind of what i figured when i was trying to learn it i was like i'll really i would really have to do this it's it's like anything you want to get good at you have to do it a lot and you have to kind of get your dick kicked in a lot before you really learn yeah it, it for me the best part is like when i'm setting up a move and i'm like seven moves into it and i know that they don't fucking see it and i'm like i'm gonna fucking destroy you in three moves, like that's usually where my mind goes, and that's why it's so addictive for me. You know, that, that's usually how I talk when I'm making a sandwich. 
It seems. It seems really, I really wish I heard that context. Damn. <laughs> it, se- it seems so interesting and something I could really get into, but like I, I'm, I'm wasting away playing Warzone. I wish I could gamble on on people play. Like you know, they'll televise people playing poker and stuff. Like that's the yeah, next. Yeah, they thing should for me. Te- like televise chess. That's the most boring television. That's like <laughs> yeah, watching but fishing. If I can make money on it, though. Look, you know I, how they televise like billiards. Yeah, but I like oh, um, fucking Christ, I like billiards dull. a lot. I don't watch a lot of that stuff, but like what I'm saying is, like for me, like I like hockey and whatever, but like I don't really love basketball that much. But like I'll bet on it because I know it enough and it's entertaining enough for me to make money on it. But I told somebody once, I'm like, I would bet on underwater basket weaving if I could. I don't, I don't have a gambling problem. It's just fun <laughs> if you know. That's the, the title. I don't have a gambling problem. No, I would bet on underwater basket weaving <laughs> if I could. I'm betting yeah. on hockey as we speak. No, I would, but like here's the thing: I don't bet a lot. Offshore. But like when I when I'm interested and I think I can win because I know the matchups and stuff, I'm like, okay, this is cool. And I feel like when you have that kind of insight about weird shit, your odds go up because like every fucking buddy bets on the NFL. But like, who the fuck knows anything about chess? You know what I mean? Like, actually knows. That's that's he fair as hell. I like I like some I, of the I Gaga songs. That, what the fuck does up. she know about cameras? Oh, Kanye. <laughs> so sick. <laughs> Kanye, people, like, there's all these one-liners that Kanye says that people, like, take out of pocket and think he's a dumbass, but, like, when you listen to him talk about, like, actual, like, shit, he's, like, incredibly smart. He's just, like, insane. And I'm like, I kind of love him for it. Yeah. When I listen to him on Joe Rogan, like, I kind of lost a little bit of respect for Joe Rogan because, like, he doesn't ask hardball questions with people like that. Like, he won't tell them that they're fucking dumb for the shit they're saying he did to tom DeLong. person yeah but tom DeLong is was kind of fucking crazy and yeah uh, but then he said that shit and the government came out and admitted it yeah that is true but a lot of the shit that he said hasn't fucking happened yet well i think the thing is with joe is Fair. like if he asked certain questions he wouldn't get as many guests yeah, I, I don't know. It's like it was like the Miley Cyrus one and the Kanye West one. There was like a couple where like Joe was not being Joe. Like he was just letting them rant without checking them or without being like, hold on. Like, I, I what like, did you just say? I like the Kanye one. I didn't watch the Miley Cyrus <laughs> one. I don't know that I can listen to her talk for three hours. Yeah, that was rough. That Dude, was she just rough. she shared a, a cover of her singing Mazzy Star today. Ugh, was it bad? No. Yeah, it's real good. It's good. She fucked. She fucked yeah, her voice great. up. Yeah, uh, she did. See, I listen to people talk a lot um, that I'm interested in hearing, and there are some people like like DJ said that not just on Rogan, but like on any podcast where I listen to a lot of like um, you know like political commentators or people that just know like like nerdy shit, like legal shit and whatever. Because I just like learning from facts instead of like listening to the news or whatever. And then three hours will go by, and I'm like, holy shit, I listened to that for three hours. But they're good, not good speakers, but they're giving good information. And I don't know that Miley Cyrus is going to be able to give me inter- information for three hours that I can sit through. Absolutely not. That's, That's a, a really good There's nothing of point. value in that podcast whatsoever. I mean, even if it doesn't have to have, like, really like value, like, <laughs> I like stuff that's entertaining, but I just don't know if she's entertaining. Um, no, she's got cool stories, and that's, like, the, the just yeah, of it, her dad's cool the hearing, fucking achy you know. breaky heart guy. I'm sure she has cool <laughs> stories from. Gro- She's my age. Like I would be like if I would have grown up and yeah. and you know they're doing the fucking don't nerk my heart like shit like that's tight. But like <laughs> well, I, well, like when I listened to it with Miley, it was basically like a therapy session, and it was Joe. Like, do you work out? Uh, 
like, stay hard. Smoke pot. Like he was just like asking her like just common questions like a therapist would ask you. Like okay, so h- how did you feel about that? Well, and then it, she'd go off for another the, fucking forty. The minutes. other thing too is they had these pre-show <laughs> conversations, so he might have thought she was nuts and then just said to hell with this. I think she showed up with like an entourage, so I think Joe was already like, well, fuck. My, I gotta get her away from all these people. Miley Cyrus will pop up on my feed on the internet, and she'll just be like, not wearing any clothes, and has the body of like a young boy. And I'm like, this is weird. People are obsessed with her. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't get it. I mean, good for her. Do what you want to do. But I'm just saying, I'm kind of like, I understand when people yep. are um, not obsessed, but into certain celebrities like Lady Gaga or whatever. But like when you see like Miley Cyrus pop up, Dude, Lady Gaga like, is hard. Yeah, Lady Gaga is cool, but, like, I'm just like, this is kind of weird. Like, no offense if you like Miley Cyrus. That's fine. It's just, like, I don't get it. I don't know much about her other than uh, her last album has the fucking shrink wrap texture on it. There you go. Hmm. Shout out, Steve. Interesting. Hating on design trends until I'm in the ground. But, like, yep. yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I, I commend you for sitting through that one because, t- for me, like, that's... That was a that was a pass. Yeah. Well, well at my job, I uh, I'm pretty much welding most of the day, and well, most days I'm doing that. Some days I'm fitting and all that. But when I'm welding and I'm just burning wire, I can li- I can listen to two or three three hour podcasts in a day. Well, I listen to podcasts at work all the time. Yeah. So like sometimes like it was almost like like cringy, but so cringy that I couldn't not listen to it because mm. like I heard a voice and I was like, good. oh, that is fucking rough. And then I just before I knew it, an hour and a half went by, and I was like, oh, there's like another hour left. It's kind of like you ordered a drink, and you paid <laughs> you paid too much for it, so you're like, this wasn't that great, but I got to finish it. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, the oh, funny yeah. thing, Steve and I were kind of talking about podcasts and, like, generally, like, listening to stuff, because now, like, there's a lot of stuff on YouTube that you can listen to. You don't have to watch. Whatever. And then they're, they're not maybe technically podcasts, but, like, uh, what do they call those, like, uh, doc- like, vid- like video essays? Yeah, like yeah. A video essays. But uh, for somebody like me who's, like, super all over the place and loves to multitask, podcasts are, like, a godsend. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Sometimes, like, music doesn't really, like... Like, I listen to music every day, but sometimes when I'm at work, like, I'm not... I'm like, I don't want that right now. I just... I really, I want to learn something or I want to hear somebody's fucking story, you know? I got right. to, that, I got to right. that point when I got out of high school. I was driving to class every day, and I was like early in the like sometimes i'd have like an early college course and it was like a i, I went to school in purdue cal so i was driving from crown point to hammond and that's like can, that can be a drive with traffic you know and some days it was so early and i'm like i can't listen to this fucking record right now like and i start listening to like the radio like people talking which is weird but like was it like calming so now like that's how i feel a podcast i'm like taking in information but it's almost like i'm gonna take it down a notch and then when i'm yeah you know caffeinated and ready to go we're gonna put some jams on nice yeah i feel that so i don't know about you guys like i just i've been so into podcasts i've just been having to listen to a bunch of shit because at the time of recording uh i've had some i've had a lot going on with my sinuses and shit (laughs) and uh a lot of it's been like affecting my eyes so uh until today like i really wasn't watching much tv or playing video games or none of that i was just like listening to stuff Like, you, you did the time of recording thing because, like, that's a thing that often we have to bring up because this will be, like, days before it's going to be out. But this episode is going to be up in, like, five hours. Yeah, but oh, you can shit. listen. But, but it'll so be time up. of recording is, like, 
a little bit before anyone heard it. But it'll oh, be up well. for the next hundred years until Spotify gets taken down, like MySpace or whatever. Yeah, well, I I'm wish assuming... MySpace would have lasted a hundred years. Ideally, tomorrow, um, I'll be okay. So cool. it'll still be accurate to say time of recording. Now I'll I'll probably be on the mend for like another week, but what are you gonna do? Shuttle buff out. I mean, it's kind of the cool thing about podcasts too. Is it's like you can go back and listen to your own or listen to whatever, but like it, they they catalog stuff in a cool way. You know, you can go back and hear where stuff was at a certain point in time. That's how I do a lot of research. Is like I'll find people talking about what were current events for whatever I'm trying to look up, but it'll be like right, right. three years ago, and you're like, oh, like that was the perspective then. It's I don't know. I'm I'm a nerd. Whatever. I think my most favorite one for this past year, especially because all the crazy shit was happened, is uh, Tinfoil Hat with Sam Tripoli. Uh, Sam Tripoli. Let's do a little one? bit of that. Uh, so, like, his podcast is mainly conspiracy theories, but he has, like, fucking doctors and therapists and people come and talk about, like, somebody will talk about dreams, somebody will talk about uh, demonology, or somebody will talk about, uh, like, Kazarians or, like, some weird fucking, like... Uh, That's almost, like, more theology than it is conspiracy theory it, it is but uh like he does this one thing where he does epstein week and he does it 9 11 so he doesn't he did like an episode about epstein every fucking week because that was like a big thing over the fucking year oh sure but he also has another podcast called zero that it's almost like uh like a spiritual podcast it basically like it's a podcast to talk to people about how to deal with all the crazy shit he just talked about or that's going on in current events you know like he'll talk about like an episode he had was about like uh depression being not being able to go out outside and see your friends and how like things he uses to like deal with it you know yeah so like but i found that from his original podcast but uh that's been my favorite one because like it's it, like he basically believes in everything but he doesn't like give it too much value you know so someone will come on and be like uh they'll have like a theory about the world fucking ending or something about like uh aliens or something like that he's like yeah i fucking believe in that what what about this and then he starts going off on you know some other fucking crazy tangent it's just cool to hear like the different kinds of fucking theories you know it sounds really you you know what's you know what's interesting when it comes to stuff like that too people like i mean not everybody's not the most well-informed human we all know stuff and then don't know stuff but I started, like, looking into, like, patterns of history and, and instead of conspiracy. Because, like, a lot of last year, everything was conspiracy this, conspiracy that. But, like, if you go back to, like, the Spanish flu, there's pictures. Because there's, there's film that early. Everyone was wearing masks. Like, the baseball teams played in masks. People were wearing masks out in public. And it was this fucking pandemic. And it's, like, growing up, I never, ever thought that happened or that i'd have to deal with it and then over the course of years become normal to have to wear a mask into somewhere well i mean it, it happened in our lifetime with like stars and shit yeah but not at the not but at, it, not really here so much not not worldwide and and the thing for me is like though seriously think about this like last march or april it's like i didn't even have a mask when this shit started i had to get one right Yep. Now, it's now just, I have like fucking 14 yeah you have like a billion bands have like it, and it's not weird like i'm like going to fucking the grocery store real quick i gotta get a couple things on put my mask on no problem yeah, whatever speak it's become second nature now but, it, but no it's, it's like it's weird like when you see someone out in public and they don't and you're like you dumb son of a bitch well whatever but i'm just talking more about the i mean yeah but i just mean more like more like on the conspiracy end of things because people have been trying to say this this these people did it or it's because of this and i'm like maybe but look it happened before yeah and 
the crazy thing is, I was talking to my mom about this because she got her second vaccine. You know, people. She kinda, did. Yeah. Fucking sick. So you know, people get a little sick. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what's crazy is, I I was talking to her and she was like, "Yeah, you're right. It's because nobody this this virus is new, so nobody's ever had it. So like when your parents, you know, your mom gave birth to you, like she couldn't pass down any vaccines in her system. So like when you get a vaccine as like a baby." A lot of that shit's already in your system from your parents, so you don't get sure, like yeah. fucking killed from it. It's just like, you, you know, you just have to get it. So when you grow up, you're fine. And it's like this shit, nobody has it in their system. It, like as long as, as far as like you know, maybe you've had it, but not like that, like a vaccine. So it's like, it's kind of crazy how it's like yeah, history's repeating itself, but it's like something new. And I don't know. I've been looking into all this stuff because I'm super just interested in the whole idea that you know we're going through a like a complete change you know of just like everybody's ideology and everything oh yeah yeah th- there's a guy that i work with um he's a, a very interesting individual but he doesn't fucking wear masks uh he doesn't do any of that and he's one of the types of people he's like fucking please tell me to put a mask on please so i can fuck you up he's a very very like angry person and he's very, like, he's always political. He's always at work, you know. He's a real cool guy, but he's always, like, like, there's a guy that we work with, an older truck driver, who's fucking all about Donald Trump, and then the whole election was going on, and we kept fucking with him. We're like, hey, you riding with Biden, you know? And he's this older guy. He would get super pissed off. And then Andrew would come in and just, just start fucking going in on, like, because he, he knows his shit. Like, he's a smart guy. He's not dumb. Like, if you listen to the guy talk, he's not dumb by any means, but he has this fucking attitude that's like, I will die for what I believe in, so you better be ready to do the same. And it's fucking scary because there's so <laughs> many people that are like, like I'm not gonna wear a mask, and if you fucking tell me, I'm gonna beat your ass, you know. And it's like it's so fucking scary because it's like there's so many people that are like that that like that that walk around proud about that. You well, know, like why is it that big of a deal? Well, it's well, it's, it's, think... it's really not. But like my opinion is like if you were gonna say something to somebody in public. If it's bothering you that much, sure. you better be ready to fucking fight. Because that's my mindset. I, like, if I'm going to go up to a random stranger and be like, hey, hey put hey. on your mask, asshole, I'm going to expect a punch in the fucking nose. You know? I, like, I, I'm going to expect the person to be an asshole back, you know? Because, like, sure. in the long run, it's like everybody's got different reasons. They believe in different things. Keep your mask on. Be safe. If they're not wearing it, stay the fuck away from them. If you decide to say something, you better be ready to fucking to stand up for that you know that's that's super valid on a general note not like on that specific topic i respect the idea of because i'm like that too like i have a lot of i don't want to say unpopular opinions but i challenge people because i think that people make assumptions about things before they learn the facts and i'll stand up for what i believe in but i also want to dive into it and it could be about anything it could be about music or whatever it doesn't have to be exclusively political but with that point, I think that the far two sides of everything have so much in common and they don't even realize it. They're not in common yeah. of what they believe in, but they are both acting the same. It's like, I have to make a statement so everybody knows that I'm superior. So, like, you have these fucking yeah, no, like the, the hills that they're on are different, but the mindset is similar. Yeah. Exactly. It's the same. It's like these fucking people who won't wear a mask no matter what. And then you have these people who are, like, driving in their car by themselves wearing a fucking mask or, like... You know, they're at home by themselves wearing a mask and they make sure that they have a mask on in their fucking profile picture and all this shit. And you're like, holy shit, dude. Like, yeah, that's great that you're safe, but like, you don't have to put out a message on social media to say, I'm better than you because of this. It's like, that's that's the same thing. It's the same fucking thing. Yeah. And, I, and the people. It's, it's just, it's just, you can't. 
I was t- I was talking to Mill about this earlier in the week. It's just like one of those things where uh, clearly like, there's going to be divide and different thought processes, whatever. But you can't allow yourself to fall into like a such a volatile extreme. And we have so much of that right now. Clearly, that guy he brought up, like that's like the same shit, you know. Yeah. yeah, you know what's crazy is like he's a really cool guy. I, I love talking with him. Uh, he's like he's like my work buddy, you know. Yeah. Like so, but man, he gets into these fucking tangents sometimes, and I swear, like his his you could see his fucking skin boiling, you know. Like like the man is angry, sure. and it just always makes me think. I'm like, there's so many of him out there. There's yeah. so many of these fucking rifle wearing, fucking bulletproof vest having motherfuckers who stockpile weapons who are just like, I'm waiting for shit to hit the fan you know it's interesting it's interesting to think about the psychology because people judge everybody you know no matter what your beliefs are people judge so quick but i'd like to know sometimes like what happened to you to shape because you know a lot of people have different reasons for it could be political or religious or whatever their beliefs are there is a reason there's an innate you know even if it's something that they don't even think about there's a reason for it Maybe it's how you raised, whatever. And it's like, what the fuck does that guy... Does he just need to feel good about himself? Or did something I happen... I that's like uh Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go You're ahead. okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm like, because I got... I guess for a lack of a better term, without, like, beating around the bush, I'm a decently judgmental person. Uh, I think a lot of people might do it just as, like, a, like a defense mechanism um, to, like psych themselves up about themselves a little bit maybe maybe perhaps that makes any yeah. sense. sure i mean it, it, there's plenty of, I, I agree with you i think there's plenty of that but i think sometimes too like with these really political people like you know there are going to be a whole bunch of people now who like like look at how many people just lost their jobs and they're they're sending their jobs to this war in syria that just got signed it's like those motherfuckers literally in a pandemic like eleven thousand people just lost their their livelihood and to go to war so the elite can make billions. That just happened this week. It's like, those people are, they have maybe more reason to be pissed than anybody because it's like, hey, we're in a pandemic and other people are going to take my job away so they can make billions and I'm going to be poor. It's like, I'd probably be pissed too if I couldn't feed my family. So like that kind of stuff I get. But I think like what Larry said, there's also a lot of fucking people who something happened to them as a kid and they just need to feel good about themselves. And it's pretty straightforward. Yeah, I was just, I was yeah. just a... a a fat ugly kid so i just had to cover it up and be a judgmental prick well and there's a lot of shit like you know there's a lot of abuse that goes on in families and shit that people don't talk about because it's taboo and it's like without getting too deep it's like there's a lot of people that go through that shit and then you find out later like oh shit like they're fucked up they need help yeah yeah oh yeah so i just think like sometimes people are so quick to jump on someone's ass and it's like maybe what you're saying about that person's true or correct but calling someone out on their bullshit sometimes it does change people or help them but a lot of times it makes them more recluse yeah the the problem is is a lot of people don't know how to take criticism or a lot of people just don't know how to take someone arguing their opinion or telling them they're wrong and this year especially like i had a really good conversation with a buddy of mine about like uh I got into the whole like mental health thing like a couple of years ago, like when shit happened in my life, and I really started diving into like, okay, so this is something that needs to be a daily habit for me to like sure. upkeep. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And I think I think this year a lot of people just started to realize that they were like, 
because they were forced into something that they didn't want to be in with whether it was working more or work like i worked two fucking jobs during the whole covid thing it was miserable i worked like almost seven days a week and i was still doing the band stuff and there was other people who were fucking scratching for pennies you know who didn't have work who lost apartments who broke up with their significant others what have you you know and i think this year a lot of people were like okay so all of this is fucking materialistic and can be taken away like that so like how do you deal with yourself how do you deal with yourself when you know you're stuck alone in your house you can't see your friends you're running out of money and all you have is you and your fucking mind to deal with so i think a lot of people this year you're seeing like mental illness that hasn't been dealt with for years oh and a lot of people are just coming over yeah and it's like these true colors of people and it's not saying that they're bad people but they just never sought help they never tried to do the proper things it's almost like solitary confinement yeah, you're seeing all these people getting really angry, getting really irritable, getting very opinionated, posting all their opinions on Facebook because now they're like, I have, like, they realize, like, I have to deal with this shit, you know? Oh, <laughs> and it's, it's like brutal. Th- this year, it's like it forced everyone's fucking hands. So now you see everybody's two colors. You see the asshole who's telling people to wear their mask, or you see the asshole who's telling people, um, you know, that uh, you should get the vaccine or you shouldn't go out, you know, like there's all these different types of people who are like so strong about their opinions now. And I just think it's mainly because like they've been having to deal with themselves so much this fucking year. And it's like, it's probably the first time a lot of people have been put in check like that, you know, like, like this is who the fuck you really are. And (laughs) I never, I never really, uh, I never really saw it from that point of view. Cause uh, over the, I mean, I could call myself out on it. I mean, Every episode, I get upset over, like, really petty, like, trends or internet design stuff, what have you. But uh, over the summer, you know, like, with Mill and I would go on our daily walk just to get the blood flowing and all that. And um, I'd get really pissed off about, like, like you said, like, I just see some really fucking ignorant takes on, like, Twitter from people in different scenes and stuff just clowning on other people for no reason completely completely out of pocket for liking a band or just like, like really petty stuff yeah 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 like, oh well your record sounds like this or you back twitter this band can be or... the most toxic bullshit in the world yeah, yeah and, don't have and i'm just i'm just kind of like oh well, people are bored and they have nothing else to do but i'm like ah, it's probably not just boredom it's probably more along the lines of what you just described and that's something i never really i never i never yeah. really processed so well, that's a really good point and you know what the the problem too is is like with everybody like like dj kind of said you know some of us like for me i've been home like nonstop. i'm going crazy in here right so i was like we and steve were drinking like crazy every day i think a lot of us were yeah i I was only off work for probably seven weeks maybe eight weeks about about two months maybe maybe a little more um all i did was drink and eat chips and facetime with y'all and, I think yeah. everybody did that like the first couple of weeks after fucking because they were like fuck it you know like well and let's to, take a break to bring that's things... when we started the show right at the beginning of like quarantine we is when we started the yeah, show yeah and it, it that probably mentally helped me a ton because it was something to do it's like oh I'm interacting with these dudes that I give tons of shits about and we just sit and talk and it's awesome that was probably super cool and it's also being locked me... away with uh, go ahead. Um, just being me and Ashley here was sick because it's like, okay, I'm going to be stuck at home for like months on end. Who knows? It's like, okay, it's just me 
and my homie and we're just gonna like eat pizza and watch parks like this is actually not that fucking bad well and the on the mental health thing too you know there was a lot of shit that happened obviously covid politics whatever but all that aside before the lockdown people forget we had like a whole month without the sun yeah. Remember that shit last year? That was brutal. Yeah, whole yeah. shit. And like, me and Steve were talking about that. I'm like, you know, and then you know what happens is like, see, even FaceTime is nice because we're talking. Yeah. But when you're not talking to people or maybe you, or whoever you live with, then there's this new trend of like, if I don't like something, it's wrong, it's bad or whatever. And then people, and it could be, like I said, it could be serious or not. But then like, it's so easy to post on any social media, type it out, and then you're behind your keyboard and whatever. And I'm like, I think people are forgetting yeah. what it's like to have a social interaction. Yeah. It's a, it's really weird. Cause like the generation, I mean, I know we're all, we're all roughly probably within 10 years of like age. Right. Yeah. Probably even probably a little less. I'm, I'm older than you, right? Yeah. I'm in my, I'm 31. I'm 33. I'll, okay, yeah. I'll be yeah. 32 in like fucking three, four, not like four yeah. or five months, something like that. So we're all around yeah, I'm the same age. I but turned 25 ge- in two weeks. Our generation has had to deal with, I don't know, probably every two years, a major fucking change in society as something happened. From social media yep. to um, uh, uh, I guess everything politics to change the presidents to change the laws you know, uh, you like know there's yeah. so many different things oh, that like we've had to adapt to it wasn't like being like growing up going from the 80s to the 90s and now there's a new genre of music like we went from like I remember like when I used to first get tattooed when I was like younger when I was yeah. 18 you'd go into a shop and you'd look at magazines, you know? Yeah. And, like, now when I hang out at the tattoo shop, like, somebody comes in with an Instagram, and they just have all these photos saved, and that's, like, that's, like, the new thing now, you know? And so the social media thing was, like, I think that allowed people to, like, you speak your opinion, but also made you forget what it was like to get punched in the fucking mouth for that, you know? Like, people think their opinions are, are worth their weight in gold, you know? And they're really not. It's It's something that I think people have to be, like, it's not hard to be an asshole it's really hard to be a nice person you know mm-hmm. being an asshole is really fucking well, easy so you, you can hear somebody's opinion just shit on them automatically well, and you, you know online without the repercussions you know yeah so, something that you brought to like That's before fair. there was social media you know these, these societal changes something that i noticed in my time is and you know not not to get into choosing sides or all this stuff but just generally speaking we've continued to lie ourselves into wars to make money that's the that's what the u.s does these all these yeah. war hawks but the thing is, before social media and all that, we all kind of just believed, oh, we're going to war because this happened. And everybody was, like, so, like, 9-11 and all that shit. Everyone was so together and like, this, this fucking shit because we didn't really have a lot of information. And I think a lot of yeah. people were scared. So more so than yeah. fighting people with different opinions, it was, like, America and, like, we fucking, we got to, your family and your friends, you got to protect each other and you got to stand together. And, like, that's all completely gone away because people are so well i think a lot of people are concerned about being right more than like be doing what's right or being playing by the law it's like no like i have to be right but it's also kind of scary because it's like there's so much information and then there's so much like wrong information and then like people are being manipulated it's like it's kind of just scary times like that we've kind of come into because like in the 90s i'm not saying it was better but there definitely wasn't fucking so much like holy shit like what's right and what's wrong it was just kind of like this is what it is information I, I think, wasn't as easily accessible as it is now yeah that's the the so, so best like, point like, like i remember like when 9-11 happened 
I was in seventh grade, and I remember going to school and then looking on the news before I left the school, and it was like there was a, a accident in New York. That's all you knew. You went to school, didn't hear nothing about it. There's no fucking social media. You don't know what this is fucking 2001 nobody's checking that you go to school and then the teachers came in and they were like something's happened uh we're gonna go to the library and everyone was like watching the tv on the library but nobody fucking knew anything so there was like a solidarity like everybody was scared and they were together because they were like something's happening so let's and then you go home and your whole family's watching on the news because nobody knew anything everybody's waiting to get home to see what the fucking news had to say you know, you couldn't check your phone and be like, okay, I already know. I can right. go on about my day. Like, it was like... Because like, if something like that happened now, we would know three minutes. Yeah. Well, well, you know what's funny to your point, too? So, I was in the third grade when that happened. And 9-11... My birthday's the 24th of September. So, it was like a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. And I had a birthday party, like the weekend around my birthday. And my parents got me a cake. And it was a giant American flag. <laughs> and everybody was like, oh, that's so nice. And like... It was, like, kind of just, like, this... I didn't pick it out, but I was like, all right, whatever, cool. And I remember watching the World Series, and Ray Charles was singing America the Beautiful, and it was, like, this big fucking spectacle. That kind of thing. If I fucking had a cake like that now, there'd be two people in the room fighting over fucking some shit that that (laughs) both of them don't have the right information about, and I'd be sitting here like, can we just eat the goddamn birthday cake? It's a fucking cake. It's going to turn into poop. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the thing. It's, like, people... I know know we're all passionate about our beliefs, and we're not... Not everybody's going to agree, and that's okay, but it's, like... It's a fucking cake. And that's how I look at a lot of stuff, like, when it's Facebook. It's like, yo, it's fucking Facebook. Like, post your fucking picture that doesn't look like you. Share your... Ba- invite me, you know, like, like we all fucking spam people's band pages with shows and whatever. Do whatever you gotta do. But, like, at the end of the day, it's a fucking joke. It's a dumb website. It's a cake. Yeah. That, that's how I look at it. It's yeah. a fucking cake. You that's don't like a really good analogy. You don't like chocolate cake? Don't have to have a slice. If you don't like chocolate cake, fuck you. <laughs> well, fine, but... But I'm saying, if you don't like cake or don't like the whatever, then you don't have to log in. Or you don't if you don't like to, cake, you don't have to log in. You know what I'm saying? You don't like cake? You know. I do. I do. <laughs> this message was brought to you by Chocolate Cake Gang. <laughs> Fucking, you're all invited to my birthday party. <laughs> uh, we're a little, we're about an hour in. Do you want to chill for a minute? Yeah, I'm going to rock uh, a... And then when we come back, um, the first time we had DJ on, we talked about, like, classic metalcore. Oh yeah, let's get into that. Uh, we should let's do get some into that scene, after we do some scene shit for sure. We should do this some one, scene this shit. This one's been flying by, man. Yeah, sorry, it's been kind of heavy, but I think that we all are having fun conversation because uh, it's the fucking high times, you know. It's the high times. High, shout out High yeah. Times magazine. Yeah. <laughs> Pictures of bongs and shit. <laughs> shout out like te- naked girls with like fucking t- nugs on their nipples or whatever. And shit. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, we're gonna take we're gonna take a break. You're gonna hear a little second of a drum loop and then uh we'll be back yeah. oh that was cool it wasn't was planned cool. i'm drinking a dark um, pepper though have y'all seen Same. dj's uh his new neck tattoo no oh yeah it's uh i gotta dude it's fucking sick look at this i don't ever recommend getting your neck tattooed holy shit both sides of it Damn, that's oh, you know what? That's like on the back of my leg, actually. Not that color, but that's well, really you cool. see like the other side, right, with the ape. Yeah, this the yeah. Milli gorilla. This fucking guy. You probably can't. That's, that's what. Uh, so like, we're in the panther club, kind of. I guess. I don't know if I can. Well, hold on. I don't know if I can get it on here. Oh, you can get my it. camera. There it is. I just see a blank tattoo. Yep. Oh, there it is. Oh, that's tight. 
I have nice. a panther, but you can't see it. Ah, shit. I think I have two panthers tattooed on me. I don't know how the fuck that happened. You, you, you think, like, you're not certain? I'm really not. Like, I, I remember, like, uh, somebody asked me about a rose tattoo I had. They're like, they're like, that's cool. They're like, how many, like, do you have any other roses? I was like, yeah, there's, like, 12 or 13 roses, I think, on my body. They were like, what the fuck, man? Like, why'd you do that? <laughs> oh, oh nice. that's hard. Oh, that's an old school fucking panther. That's like, like a, yeah, a fucking diesel panther. So... Nice. I'm getting my uh, throat done here in a couple weeks, and I'm really not excited about it. What are you getting? Uh, I don't know. We're tossing around some ideas. My best friend tattoos, so like usually when I'll kind of toss him an idea, and we'll I'll sit down with him, and we'll, realistically, we don't go off my idea. We go off the space that we have. Yeah. I'm just at that point now where I like I just have these little fucking spots. So I don't know. We tossed around doing like a cobra or a bat or something like like right here. A cobra on your throat would be so sick. Yeah, I'm I'm not well, pumped about it at all. No, I just got excited to show you because I don't have any other stuff like that. Um, whenever people look at my one leg, it's like they get psyched if they know what the shit is. But it's like I have fucking Back to the Future two tattoo or a oh, Power Rangers shit. tattoo, like Blink, like they're dumb things I like. So when I had that space left, I finished my whole leg, and the dude's like, "Well, we got this space." I'm like, "Why don't we just do an old like the same guy's done all my shit?" He's like, "Why don't we do an old school panther? That'd be kind of hard." And he's like, "Yeah, it'd be tight." And I'm like, "What the fuck did I get myself into?" Yeah, I'm a huge... I have an old school panther on my hand. I, I don't, that was just like we we talked about it. We're like, let's fucking do that. That's the meanest thing I can think of. Oh, that's about. actually yeah, it's really sick. Yeah, it's, yeah. but they look cool. I'm just a huge bitch, and I haven't gotten tattooed yet. You don't have a single don't, tattoo? Nope. If someone told me by the time I was 33, I would have six tattoos, I'd be like, that's it. What about the rest? What do you mean? Only six? What about the rest? Yeah, like, that's I'm so it? disappointed that I only have six. <laughs> but the the thing about my fucking panther is it goes up under my knee. Oh, yeah. That's and a bad spot. That fucking spot sucks. Like, the first tattoo I ever got is that blink one that's on the back of my calf. Yeah, and yeah. I didn't have, like, a idea, like, in reference to how it would feel. But the back of the leg sucks. But, like, when you get up under your knee, I was, like, I was like such a bitch, too. Because I got yeah. the rest of all all the filler color. I got it done before that panther. So I was already just bleeding, sitting there, like, stop cutting me, dude. <laughs> I, I wouldn't feel too bad because I think I probably got somewhere around, like, 70 to 80% of my body covered. And behind the knee was top three worst fucking spots. You have like your stomach and your chest. And yeah, all my all the torso. What do you have on this? Is like fucking. Oh shit! I've never yeah. seen DJ shirtless, so this is yeah. uh, wow. What's yeah, your stomach the side, say? Uh, say la vie. Oh right on. Yeah, I got like, that when uh, I was young. Bewitch. Shout out Bewitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but for real, like I I think it's crazy when people are like. And I, it obviously depends on what you have. Like, getting tattooed doesn't hurt. And I'm like, dude, dude the I don't fuck care about it doesn't. Shit, it hurts bad as That's hell. such dog shit. Fuck it them. It sucks. Like, somebody asked me to describe it, and I gave them the classic, like, it's like you're sunburnt, but you're getting scraped with a razor. Yeah, that feels, kind of feeling. It feels like wet fire. And that's yeah, probably like the best hot. way I can describe it. It's, like, hot, but, like, kind of loose. The worst was right here. It's so close to like bone on my elbow, you know, and it's just, this is just solid black, so it was just a lot of a dude just yeah. right yeah. on this bone here, and that that's how my panther was sucked. See, for me, I got my shin done and it was like almost five hours, and I thought, and it was full color, white highlights, all that shit. I'm like, this is gonna suck. I got a big like, I have a huge ship, but it's like a ton of colors and shit, 
and it wasn't as bad as the back it was just really uncomfortable because it was on my shin so my bones were just vibrating the whole time yeah you, you stop hearing the buzzing and you start hearing it clicking like when it gets yeah to the bone. but but like i was all hyped yeah. up because i'm like this is gonna suck and then when i did the the rest of the back and like i have one on my other leg where it's like wraps around the, the back i'm like the back of the leg is fucking terrible above my uh i have it around my ankles and like above my foot like that I, larry see i got that little blink bunny this yeah. guy but the classic nice. it's so close to my it's on my achilles i'm like those spots are awful it's so crazy yeah. that like your legs are like fully done and you have nothing anywhere else well you have one leg that's like covered and you have no tattoos anywhere. and that's actually i think super cool it's easy to cover up because I didn't really. I st- What's up? You have your legs? Yes, I do. Uh, my left leg is pretty much from my toes all the way to my ass cheek. Uh, <laughs> my my right leg, I got my feet. My like my, my feet are done like all the way, like fucking blasted all the way. But my right leg, um, I got an outline of a. It's like a robotic leg from my knee down. But I did it in 2010, and I tore my Achilles tendon on my left leg. The day oh. after I got this tattoo, <laughs> that's, that's crazy how that yeah, works. <laughs> it, it was fucking miserable. So like I I I've had I don't, I really don't know how many tattoos it's been since then. Probably fifty or sixty tattoos since then. But 50, I've 60. I've never went back to my right leg. That's the only spot I haven't. Like like this is all clean. My thigh up here and my back are my only like really clear spots. And that yeah, that's yeah. pretty much it. I yeah, absolutely like, I, just cut you off mid sentence before that. I'm sorry. Oh, no, it's okay. I was just saying, like, I, you know, um, I'm a geek, and I'm always thinking about changing, like, careers and stuff, and uh, it sounds, like, really stupid, but I've always kind of just kept it clear where you can see. Not sure. that I don't think it's – I think it's fucking sick. It's just, like, I don't want to go for some job because it's – unfortunately, in a lot of fields, it's still like that. Yeah, it's still and pretty taboo. Also, also, too, this is me, me being honest, I feel like I should start here before I get, like, my – if I did my hands or anything because it's, like – it's kind of crazy when you see somebody with like no tattoos and then their hands tattooed or like their face, but they have nothing else. Sure. Yeah, I, I saw like, that was like when, when I was first starting to get tattooed. I uh, I strayed away from that. Like I got all my torso done, I got my feet done, and then I started working on uh, yeah, like, yeah. my arms from like the biceps down. Cause I was always like, like I don't like I felt like it was like fucking cheating. You know what I mean? Like I, I I'm kind of like in this like sacred thing with tattoos to where like I believe you have to earn what you get. So, like, if I'm going to get my fucking neck and my throat tattooed, like, I have to earn that. You know, I have to sit through that. And But I didn't even feel like I was justifiably ready to get that until I started getting, like, really, really fucking covered, you know. Like, I just recently, this past year is when I did my hands and my neck, and or the past two years. And I've been getting tattooed for 12 or 13 years now. And, like, I, like, I could have did it fucking years ago. But I just always felt it was, like, I didn't fucking, like, I didn't earn that yet. You know what I mean? No, sure. I'm with you. Because, like, I'm on, uh, like, December was, like, 10 years I started. And I have from under my knee to my ankle, my left whole leg just done. Sure. My other one started. And that's all I have. But it's, like, I also want to keep going for a while. And, like you said, I don't want to cheat. and be Because like, I think it is, like, kind of cheating. It's, like, you do what you want with your body. But it's, like... Yo, like you're fucking these eighteen year old kids are getting like their face tattooed because that's in, yeah. and they have nothing else. And it's like, dude, like you're gonna fuck yourself up because what if you're not into tattoos? It's one thing when somebody gets like a fucking tattoo on their on their arm, and then they're like, ah, this isn't really for me or their ankle. Yeah. But like when you have it on your face, it's like, dude, that's like hardcore. Like that's for real. Yeah. Man, not saying your arm isn't, but you know you when, can cover uh, that up. 
when quarantine like first happened my my buddy uh who he's my best friend who tattoos we were like in my house and he stood there for like i don't know like a week and he had all of his tattoo equipment and we were just getting so fucking stir crazy i remember drinking and i was like let's fucking tattoo my forehead like we were gonna <sighs> do like like the top of my fucking forehead right here like your and like we oh. drew up yeah we like drew up a design like he drew it on my head and i'm sitting there i was like wait what the fuck am i doing chaz i was like I think we're getting a little stir crazy here. Like I think it's just the quarantine talking. Doesn't he have his forehead do done? Huh? Doesn't he have his forehead done? Yes, he does. He has a nothing sacred tattooed across his forehead. It's like one of the hardest things I've seen. It's really but, cool. My but dude's got he, like his face fucking. He's got like pretty much both of his cheeks and all this shit tattooed though. But I think I think people do it like you know I know like you have a lot. But like Frank even has a face tattoo, but it's like on his like sideburn kind of. Yeah. yeah. So it's like even he's not like fucking like yeah i'm just gonna go straight across under my and eyes also, or like something. he's covered really heavily tattooed i also think it's really cool that i'm almost positive 100 percent of his tattoos are black yeah i think he's only got color a little bit got, in his like, arm and like a tattoo. little red or something i think that's yeah. cool he's got because when we used to work together any, any color all like black but like they're all they're all black also i, like I think it's kind of strange that Four out of my six tattoos are on my, well, five out of my six tattoos are on my left arm, but four of them are under my elbow, like between my wrist and my elbow is where four of them are. It's kind of like a, I feel like it's just kind of this thing where it's like a feel thing. Like you kind of, you just kind of know, like when you're ready to get something like, yeah, it's got to go there. Like it's like, cause it's going to, you have to wear it. Yeah. Right. I don't know when I, when I first started getting tattooed, I tried to piece shit together, and I realized like I fucking suck at that. So it eventually turned into like I would just have an idea and I'd show up and I'd let the artist basically take it from there. Sure. Like I, I realistically, I don't have a lot of fucking like I'm just a collector. Like that's all I am. I don't know shit about tattooing, but I know that the guy who's tattooing me probably has a better idea than I have of what where it should be in the size and all that shit you know that for me too because I, I have like i don't even know how many different pieces on my left leg individual but a lot of times people will see it and they go oh like that's a cool tattoo i'm like which one like oh do you didn't get it all done together and i'm like no but credit to the artist because he made it work because i wouldn't have known what the fuck to yeah do. man i always tell people that just trust your artist man like people are like i want to do this and i got an idea for this it's like dude just fucking give the guy some freedom like, and let I, him let him do it you i know? can't get a neck tattoo because i have like 80 percent of my body open which sucks but i want a neck tattoo so bad yeah they're fun but like i have so much free to put shit yeah. on but it's but if i was wearing a hoodie right now and i had a neck <laughs> tattoo you would think i had mad tattoos yeah <laughs> it looked cool like uh like when i wear a hoodie with shorts it looks cool like it makes me look harder it than makes I you look like you're like h2o or something yeah, but, like, it's kind of cheating. I don't do that to, like, look at my legs. But, like, you know, that's just an Indiana. I feel like that's a super Indiana thing, like, to wear a hoodie with shorts. Yeah, uh, camel shorts. Shout out Andrew. Yeah. Well, no, but it's like, it's like, <laughs> we, it's like, it's like you don't know what the fuck kind of weather you're going to have. That's the go-to. I'm getting the mail, and it's January. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I always like the, uh, I see, I always like the idea of, like, a lower half sleeve, like, my wrist to my elbow. Um, sure probably before the elbow because like i said i'm a huge bitch but uh the one that i would probably never get but i really like whenever i see it is like behind the ears yeah i think oh, those yeah. always look really cool but like 
I can't imagine them like drilling in there when it's like that's like where your middle tube is in your ear and shit. Yeah. So like you'll uh you'll feel some weird things when you get tattooed in that spot. You you're gonna feel that in several spots of your body, and I don't know a better way to explain that. I mean, this cocksucker got to the back of my head. I felt it in like my fucking ass cheek. Like I started feeling like pain in my lower back, and I was like, "What the fuck is all happening those right nerve now? nerve endings and shit?" Like it's so weird. Yeah. But I always, I just, I appreciate like a lot of those pieces. I think the really hard one was a CM Punk has like the it's like a like the spider web around the elbow. Oh uh, yeah! Like shout out Joel Madden. <laughs> like those look so cool, but I I could never I could never get away with. That. I always wanted to get a pizza on my elbow, <laughs> like yeah. a whole pizza. You guys ever seen uh, the Last Dragon? Mm mm. Oh my god! None of you guys have seen Last Dragon. It's it's like a kung fu dance action comedy movie. Probably one of the greatest fucking movies to come out in like the late eighties. It was like almost like making fun of like Bruce Lee. Uh, it was like but satire. It was called the last. It was his name was Bruce Leroy. <laughs> 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 and uh, they it was like this story of this kid who's fucking like he grew he's he's a black kid but. He grows up with this sensei, so he acts like he's fucking Chinese, and people pick on him all the time. But there's this whole dance club that just opens up. He's got an evil fucking owner, and his like his main bad guy is this guy named Shonuff. You guys ever heard of Shonuff? Yeah, Shonuff. Yeah, you. Uh, Lori or Larry says that fucking. Like, I do all say Shonuff. There's <laughs> also a guy. Uh, there's like a a street hustler type dude who hangs out all around Belmont and Central Park in Chicago named Shonuff. He tried oh to sell me a necklace once. So that's probably where he got it from. Uh, so Motherfucker the, the, the Jones. Ba- <laughs> the bad guy's character is named Shonuff, and he's this really fucking outrageous black dude. And uh, I have him tattooed very, very large on my upper thigh. And, fucking uh, I, cu- I couldn't even show you without literally taking like all my fucking pants and everything off. Uh, I'd have to show you the actual image. But uh, it's dumb as fuck. It's one of the I, dumbest fucking tattoos. I'm pretty that I have. sure you just described to us the Will Smith's Kids Karate Kid movie. <laughs> I was gonna say that, but I didn't think it was all right. <laughs> I, for what I it, highly I, recommend you watch The Last Dragon. I will. I haven't seen the Will Smith version, but I really love the first original Karate Kid. Sure. I just finished Cobra Kai, and that was actually uh, really was good. It good. I gotta, I gotta start that because I didn't realize that I would probably really like it because I like Karate Kid a lot. But the Karate Kid movies are really weird if you watch all of them from the '80s and '90s because, like, yeah. the first one, the the first like two or three are cool, but there's, there's a that b- fucking bunch one of... with Hillary Swank. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Hillary Hillary Swank. So I seen weird. That one yet. Oh, it's bad, but like it's it's funny because like it's like they tried to make it like oh it's a girl is the Karate Kid it's called the and, next Karate Kid like, but it's like fucking Hillary Swank so she I just don't want to make it sound like I'm shitting on Hillary <laughs> Swank but like with a facial structure like that your last oh. name can't be anything other than Swank there's there's all these debates on the internet and they're like I can't figure out if Hillary Swank's super ugly or super it hot. was a plot point in an episode of The Office She's definitely not. Yeah, 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 in the office, yeah. Hot or not, you know, yeah. You, you know what, though? Um, did you ever see them do Hillary Swank on Celebrity Jeopardy? I'm a girl, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. It's it, it's it sucks because it sucks because you could never do that now because some somebody won't know how to take a joke and get that they're making fun of Hillary Swank and not like trans people, but sure. like some somebody will yeah. take it out of context. But it's just funny because it's Hillary Swank. And she used to show, when she cut her hair off in the '90s and like showed up to that award show, and everyone's like, "Whoa, she looks like a little boy." Going back to uh, the idea of like getting like a huge 
like portrait of a Hillary a Swank. Picture. Yeah, I'll get a huge portrait of Hillary <laughs> Swank. Yeah, that's it. Um, Doing a drop kick. Like just, just today, like uh, I've been listening to like uh, a lot of the Dark Souls soundtrack, like just you know like crazy orchestral shit. And I'm like, man, it'd be really cool to get like the Abyss Watchers, like like all hitched up on their swords and shit, like nerd, real nerd shit done. And then I'm like. I gotta get one before I start going overboard about huge, like, elaborate pieces. Yeah, it's addictive, man. You'll get that it, first one, and you're either gonna love it, or you're gonna hate it. You know what? Yeah. And if I, only, it, I only have one tattoo yeah. from a movie, and it's a hoverboard from Back to the Future 2. But nice. if I if I ever get another movie tattoo, I'm getting Chris Farley and Airheads going, Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> I always wanted guys- to get uh, Ernie McCracken from... Uh, uh, What's the bowling movie? Kingpin? Kingpin. Oh, yeah. When he's throwing Sick. his third strike and he's just like, he's looking at the ball and he's like, come on, baby. Just one more. And his fucking hair is like doing this bullshit. Holy <laughs> God. Yeah, always wanted to get that portrait tattoo. I've always wanted some kind of Wayne's World tattoo. Nice. Classic. I And I also really want, I would get an entire sleeve of that thing you do tattoos. <laughs> Yo, you know the Wayne's World. You know the Wayne's World. Tat, uh, I think it's Wayne's World Two, and they're doing the product placement. Or is it the first? That's in the first one. That's right? the first one. Yeah, it's the first like one. People so want to do I, things because they get paid, and that's just really sad. That's the first one. Yeah, but the, there's somebody got a tattoo, and it's like his the shape of like uh, Mike Myers when he's Wayne with the hair and the hat, but it has like the Pepsi Mountain Dew Doritos like <laughs> logos, and it. it's super sick. There's an artist around here who does uh, like really good. Like neo traditional movie tattoos. Does he work oh, it's the dude in Lowell. Yeah, Lucas. The dude Python. in Lowell. Yeah, yeah. he's Our a drummer. really good guy. Uh, I bought some artwork over him over the summer, but that's like his niche, dude. He just does these badass the, the fucking. Culture. Yeah, Our, yeah. So in Stolen, yeah. our old drummer Jake, we all have like Twin Peaks tattoos because we're all obsessed with. Ashley's Twin Peaks. watching the Twin Peaks movie right now. Who is Ashley? Like right, right on the other side of this door. This did she watch the first? She did. You can't watch the oh. movie; it'll spoil the show. Well, I went out I, uh, when we were on the pee break. I went out to get another beer and to pee and to smoke a cigarette, and it was the boob scene. Uh, so that was tight. Oh, okay. So, so on the pee uh, break, I saw like, a Twin Peaks boobs. Like we all have like Twin Peaks tattoos and stuff because what stole is just a Twin Peaks tribute band. But uh, <laughs> Jake, Jake Jake had like uh, uh, the sick. It was like the shape of the dude's head, but it's like the red room and all the. Cra- and I was like, that, that's the dude who did it. And lol, I'm like, that's fucking awesome. That is cool. Yeah, he's got some uh, really cool ones. He did uh a WWF tattoo on my singer from East Spoon just recently and it came out so fucking good. Uh, I don't I, I think it had like a Hulk Hogan on it and just the old school. Oh, WWF oh, oh, logo. Nate got that. Nate got that. Yeah. Uh, right? No, no, this is, there's another one that he did. Um, oh, okay. It may, I don't even know if it had Hulk Hogan on it, but it had the WWF logo and like some other like characters from like, like Bret Hart and stuff like that around it. I want to, I want to wrestle. Like Bret so Hart, cool. is that a sexy boy? Shirts. No. Nice. No, that's Shawn, that's Shawn Michaels. Oh, sexy oh, I also got a, I got a nitro shirt sitting here too. I just got this the other day. Nitro. You had all of these ready to go on deck. Like just no, I have a stack. Dude, I have this stack of laundry. I'll mention anything that happened in the '90s, and one of them's like, "Oh yeah, it's right here." <laughs> all the, like they just have it at their disposal. Yeah, where constantly or, or like where uh, where where I'm sitting right now, I have my vinyl like Austin at Powers. my feet. So like, it'll be like, "Hey, like uh, like oh counterparts," and I'll be like, "Oh yeah, like I got it right here." <laughs> I have like, uh, I can grab like some pedals and that's I all I got here. I got There's a decent amount of pedals here, here though. I'll give yeah, I'll give, give myself man. that. You know you know what though like uh, I think the thing with like I'm not a, I like movies. There's movies I love, but I'm not like a person who 
goes to see new movies a lot or gets excited about stuff that I, it's usually I like I like old movies. Yeah, so the same way. I, and I I feel like be in this could just be an, an attention thing. I have a hard time wanting to sit down to give two hours to something I have no idea what it is. I feel that. Yeah. The, the only heavily. thing I've been excited about recently was fucking King Kong versus Godzilla. Someone asked me, uh, I did like a, an ask me whatever shit on Instagram, I think yesterday, and someone was like, King Kong or Godzilla? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. King Godzilla. Kong is a tighter name. I guess I'll go you know that King way. Kong's gonna win because he's he's the fucking he's got the little kid and he's got <laughs> shit to lose. And Godzilla, like he would fuck King Kong up. I'm sorry, like if it was like if that was a real fucking thing and this Godzilla goddamn win for sure. fucking lizard came out of the fucking ocean and shot a fucking laser beam at you, fuck that gorilla. Fuck that. They should just do, I love the memes. Dead. I love the memes where it's like the tail of the tape and it's like Godzilla's like a walking nuclear power plant and like King Kong monk. What's the, uh, you know the first season of South Park, like the original South Park, who's the, uh, they have Barbara Streisand, but she's like the size of Godzilla. Uh, but right. they yeah, just, I remember that. They, they should just do Barbara Streisand versus Hillary Swank. <laughs> was I actually just Robert watched Smith that. on that? What? Robert Smith was in that episode. Yeah. <laughs> like, why? Well, wow. The original, the, the original pitch for South Park was that Christmas special from, like, 95 before it was South Park, and that was when they were doing originally the Brian Boitano shit. Was that when it yeah. was, like, Jesus versus Santa Claus in a boxing match? Yep. Yeah, it was, like, uh, something about <laughs> the Christmas Fucking spirit or something. Hate. I don't know. That show is Was Mr. Hanky on that episode? No, but I got his Christmas album saved on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> you sure do. Are you drinking Dr. Pepper? Yeah, that's all I had around, and it's a. I don't normally drink pop that's not like zero or sugar free or whatever. But I oh, you're something. double. You're both. Oh, but Steve's is in a koozie though. Yeah, I got my yeah. I got my Rhea Ripley koozie. It looks like Death Court merch. <laughs> that's sick. Uh we should talk about metalcore for a little bit. Uh, yeah, I'm always down. As per tradition. <laughs> Rare. You got a seven A seven P shirt on. That's cool. I'm wearing a Misery Signal shirt. Or it's oh, it's the dual yeah. one. It's the it's oh. the it's the dual one. Yeah, it's yeah. The I just saw the angel, PR, but it says Misery Signal. I still haven't dove into that last album too much. There's it's like awesome. some songs I really like on it, but for some reason I just haven't sat down and listened to the whole. This thing. would have been the first episode of this show of all three seasons that we didn't talk about the new Misery Signals record. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I I would listen to the other day front to back. Uh, you mean, while I, was at work, you mean I this just one? decided to put on a. That one. Ah, See? <laughs> <laughs> they got I, it all. I, I put on uh, Converge, You Fail Me. That's, that's my like, favorite Converge dude, record. It's my favorite one. It's like the album starts off fucking beautiful and then it goes into First Light, the, the, that eerie guitar riff, and then yep. Last Light kicks in. And then it's just fucking straight crazy until like track seven, and then it slows down a little bit, and then it's a fucking madhouse right after that till the end. Love that fucking album. I love everything about Converge. They're such a great Did you band. go to the show that they had, the free one at Talia Hall? Uh, no, not the Talia Hall. No, it was Talia Hall. It was a House of Vans. Yeah, they did have a free show at the House of Vans. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. I did not. And, uh, did you? Fuck? I think it was just, there was only one other band. Yeah, it was really fucking you good. Were there? I love that venue, the House of Vans. I've never been there. Also, you asked me, like, if I was at that, you would have known. I would have seen you. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> I was drunk at that show. I you was guys know these, these books where it's like for dummies? Of course. I want to write one where it's like breakdowns for dummies, and it's just a book about metal. <laughs> Because <laughs> everybody who likes like be uh, out there already, right? No, I don't think so. Oh fuck! Um, I listened to Beloved all pretty much all day today. Well, because I was listening to like a 
the labeled podcast, which is like uh, the Tooth and Nail Records and Solid State Records podcast, where you just have like dudes from those bands on bullshitting. And I listened to the beloved episode today, real early, like eight in the morning. And then after it was over, I just listened to the only beloved full length like five times today. And that record was years ahead of its time. Absolutely, dude. Their new song that they put out sucked. That U two cover. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was fucking not like. A fan of I that really at all. wish they just didn't do that. Yeah. Because they're like, like they were a band again, and I'm like, <gasps> yeah. Because right? I love beloved so fucking yeah, much. Yeah. Failure on was a fucking masterpiece. It's man. absolute masterpiece, and you it's know, untouchable still to this day. Absolutely. And bands today still sound like that. Yeah. And that I album feel came like, out like 18 years ago. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of bands that only have like one album or limited releases and that it's really good and we're always like, oh, I wish they did more. But then there's so many bands who do one good one and then they suck after that. So it's like, oh, I wish they didn't do those. It's like pick your poison kind of, you know, you either get a little bit of good or because I don't know, there's not there's some bands, of course, where I love their whole discography, but I feel like that's the first episode of this show. Yeah, it is the first episode of the show, but that but but that was more so like. That was more so like me talking about um, bands, you and I talking about bands who have no bad records, which I think my opinion um, on my favorites versus like good or bad is different. Sure. I have never, I've revisited probably every episode of this show, but that one, just because there's still something in my head that I feel incomplete about just because Steve's not on it. It's like a pot. It's like a pilot where they have to add somebody. Sure, we should. Uh, we should revisit that episode with Steve. So Steve, yeah, or, you should just should... just shout out. Listen to that episode with your mic, and just chime in and pause occasionally. Yeah, we give, should give uh, do an episode. I'm like tweet. We should do one where it's gone. So we should just do one where it's bands that have no good records. I'm like flipping through my albums right now, and I'm like freaking out. Cause I think some some of the jackets are bent, and like I can't tell if it's actually bent or not when looking at it. Well, fuck, dude, take off your pants and jacket. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just I'm having a meltdown over nothing. Yeah, I, be I, all right. I, I could uh, I'll I'll just like I'll do like a chopped and screwed version of the first episode and like a remix. Yeah. <laughs> Wheezy out of here. Is there a band that you think has no bad records? Fuck, that's a really good one. Uh, not even really a metalcore band. I think there's like three bands I can think of off the top of my head. Thrice, for sure. One Thrice has a lot of bad records. Uh, I'm a big dance, Gavin Dance fan. They haven't wrote anything bad to me, even though some of their albums took me months to get into. Sure. Like, they've come out with shit where I was like, that's not fucking good. And then, like, three months later, I was like, that's a fucking masterpiece. And, uh,. Fuck, that's a really good question. Do you, do you know? Do you have any bands you think have never put out any good records? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, like, I'm a huge fucking Glassjaw fan, and sure. the last Glassjaw album, I was like, ah, that's not that's not the one for me. The, the there was like two this giant just... window where Glassjaw didn't put out anything. So yeah, there and, was a, a very big window, like twenty fucking years window, almost. I think. Well, well, they they had like an EP. They did the coloring book, and then uh, or was our color green? I forgot. What it was. Oh, they they had coloring two book, little yeah. EPs that they, they they did. But there was one that's not on Spotify that had like Daytona White and uh, 
uh, white poltergeist. Or yeah, but the last like full length was 2002, wasn't it? It was no. It was, they uh, put out Material Control in 2000. Was it 15? Yeah, 15. 15. Oh, you're right. You're right. 16. 15. 16. I'll, I'll, I'll do my job uh, here. And, uh, I have Worship and Tribute on vinyl, actually. Worship and Tribute is is, is better than favorite. everything you wanted to know about Silence. It does smell material back, not a bad song. There's not a bad song on everything you wanted to know either, but material control uh, was late seventeen. Oh really? Yeah. Fuck, I was off. Um, material yeah. control is, I just forget it exists. There's a couple bangers on there, but like overall, from the glass jaw that I like grew up to love, it just wasn't like that. Like uh, the guy hate five six, you guys follow him God, on the Instagram. He does all the videos. Yeah. He just released uh, a glass jaw set in New York from like ninety nine. When? Um, when he put this out? You have to sign up for his Patreon to like actually watch the whole thing. But he posted Gladly a teaser will. video. But oh my God, was it so fucking energetic? And Daryl wasn't even fucking singing the words. He was literally just like like making these weird fucking noises sure. that weren't words. But it was so fucking good. Like Mike it, was, it was like watching a hardcore show, you know? Like sure. But it was fucking Glassjaw yeah. playing Siberian Kiss, you know? So sick. Hey, five six has posted a lot of cool like archive footage over the, like over the lockdown because I mean, oh yeah, that which was a really cool film. thing to do. Uh, I really like the Poison it, yeah. the Well one. Like the audio wasn't that great, but it was like just them playing stuff off off of uh, oh, off their first two albums. So it's just a really good show. I don't even did think Tears from the Red was to, out. Uh, did any of you guys go to Poison the Well when they played Bottom Lounge the last time they were out? No, it was and like I, they uh, only played to. Chicago. Oh my god! The man. last time I saw Poison the Well was two thousand four. Oh, the wow. first time I saw Poison the Well was like two thousand. I was. I really wanted to go 12. when they came, and a band that opened was called uh, My Iron Lung, and I'm I'm a fan of theirs. And they broke up like shortly after that tour. Oh, yeah, so yeah, I didn't get the, I didn't get the chance to see them, and I obviously didn't see Poison the Well. So uh, seeing yeah, them get to play, really good show. seeing them get to play, uh, I'm still hoping that Furnace Fest happens because they're supposed to play opposite of December front to back. Did they do like? Uh, I know they tried to reschedule it for twenty twenty one. It's now. It's supposed to be September this year coming up. Okay, so it hasn't changed. Um. That. Any other festival that I had tickets for that would keep getting rescheduled at this rate, I would be like, "Fuck it, I don't want to return them. Yeah. I can't. I can't let these go." Yeah. Because like I see who's playing, and I'm like, if this happens, I'm I will rather die than not go to this. <laughs> Yeah, my buddy Chaz bought us tickets, and uh, his he's got family that lives in Birmingham, so that's why I was like, well, fucking, let's let's do that. That'll be easy. Um, but he's almost on the fence about it, you know, like like selling the tickets because he's like, dude, fuck it, like we're not gonna fucking go. And I'm like, just wait a little bit longer. Just Beloved is playing, longer. and Zale is playing. I think, like, I think Zale, if shit dude, shit opens yeah. up and it's safe, like people are gonna oh, be going someone. bonkers to go to shit, and they'll be worth a lot of money. So like, if you get rid of them, you're gonna have a hard time getting them back. Like, I, think about how much traveling people are gonna do for like sporting events and concerts and yeah. fucking like I want to go to WrestleMania, like because all that kind of shit. WrestleMania is gonna be a million dollars. The way I see it going, is well, they're they probably they sell hundred thousand like, tickets, and it's they're two, probably it's gonna make now. people. They're probably going to make people take the fucking vaccine in order to be able to buy tickets to go to shows like this. That's the way I see it going. And that's Zero probably the only it. safe fucking route for, like, to be able to have shows 
like there used to be shows. There's I, not going to be the mask thing. It has to be like everyone's got to get a fucking vaccine. You show them. I, I cards, think. You know? I think by the time sure. a lot of people get vaccinated, though, I think they're going to just put the liability on you. Like, yo, if you get sick, it's at your own risk. Because I, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, if you look at every other fucking disease, like if you don't get your fucking shot for whatever, like it's not on. Like, I know you can't just contract like everything through just breathing people's air like you can't get fucking hepatitis like that or whatever but, no, but like you can get covid like that right but i'm just saying like they're not gonna business so many so many businesses are gonna have, be having a hard time they're not gonna be able to take liability right yeah i remember uh the every time i die show the last show of the year of the fucking planet yeah, we got pretty the, much. the poster of that in the living room yeah i, I bought the same thing yeah i have it, the, the same thing and uh i remember like going to the show and like checking the facebook beforehand and that's when shit started really getting serious and yeah. it was like oh is the show gonna get canceled and we went out to dinner before that we get to the show and like everybody's there like everybody you guys were there fucking all low country and uh i ended up going upstairs uh to sit with some of the guys in east moon and we just we just had vip seats and Ooh. i remember yeah it was it was super random because my he, my buddy was already up there he's like yeah fucking just come check it out but like i remember going to the bathroom at that show and everybody had their hands in their... You know how the, the Metro bathroom is, like, really long and narrow? Yeah. yeah, and yeah. everybody had their hands in their pockets, and everybody was like, don't fucking touch each other. Because, like, just because of, like, what you were reading on Facebook and all that shit, you know? Because everyone was like, this is not... This is now gone from the bullshit reading online. Now it's serious, and now they're closing shit down. And then every time I date... I, Jesus Christ. Every time I did... Every time I died <laughs> came on, and then, like, none of that shit mattered anymore. Like, people were fucking moshing and spitting all over the place grabbing keith's mic like it was nice to like have that you know like for that one fucking night he was like fuck fucking covid like it's it's interesting when you look at like what happens at things there's this like primal instinct that like we have as humans and like yeah there wasn't fucking hardcore shows when there was cavemen but it's still that kind of like release like you know what's interesting larry and i we talked about this on the danner podcast like none of us are into like hunting right right but i would argue shout out danner though but I was reading about this. I would argue that Larry and I are the two biggest hunters I've ever met. We don't hunt animals, but it's almost like this primal instinct of, like, we have to go after what we want. In our case, probably, like, guitar pedals or whatever. Tone. And then tone. And then it's, like, your little trophy. Right. Yeah. I dial it's a, a perfect psych- tone and, like, uh, to, fla- like to, to brag about the tone that I dialed, I'm like, hey, Mill, listen to this tone. Or, like, on Instagram. Or, you know what I, Whatever. So, like, we have these little, like, psychological, like, it's like, it's like human. It's like some kind of like a nature of, of uh, yeah absolutely a that's thing. a really good like uh analogy there i like that so like yeah i mean just because we both co- like a lot and i think that's why so many men collect stuff like and I, I know people are gonna think that's sexist but like they study guys and girls like the psychology of your brain is different like your actual chemical makeup in certain areas is it pathetic for me to say that sexism can exist towards men well, the the way our society makes it, it's just like it's if you're a guy, you're the enemy. If you're white, you're the enemy, and they're taking it too far because they're looking at petty shit instead of putting real like there's super racist problems and super sexist problems that are taking a backseat to people's pettiness, and it's getting ridiculous because they're not solving real issues. No, Sorry, and maybe I am petty for saying this, but I also do believe that if you are male, you're the enemy, and if you are white, you're the enemy. Yeah, see, I think like I read an article just to riff on that. I read an article today. And they're complaining about not enough uh, people of color getting the vaccine. And sure, they didn't list their sources for which states they tested. But my thing was this. Well, 
Uh, 76% of America is white, and you have to sign up for the vaccine, and they're mostly giving it to healthcare workers and people over 65. Right. So you're trying to make it a racist issue. But you don't have any fucking perspective of, like, the statistical... Like, there's 76% white people. There's just gonna be more white people. It's not, like, a racist thing. Right. I mean, it's, just, it's getting out of hand when there's people dying over race. Like, solve that. And the COVID can kill you. I get it. But anyway, sorry for the soapbox. People get mad at me. There's never going to be a scenario where somebody's not going to get butthurt anymore. That's yeah, true. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's totally insane. But regardless, scientifically, they study men and women's brains and... There's something, like, about how... Because, like, when you're a little kid, like, you just play different. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like I don't have many male friends who don't collect a ton of shit. Like, you collect tattoos right off the bat. Yeah, well, honestly, I I collect a lot of things. I collect stickers. I collect growlers, beer growlers. I have, like, I think over 40 beer growlers. I used to collect pops. I recently sold them over the past couple years, but I think I had almost 150 different pops uh so yeah I'm, i i do collect yeah. shit. yes yeah, all right so thing. i don't know if larry can hear me um but me and larry both collect like guitar pedals guitar shit whatever steve and i like records i have action figures out the ass we both collect and hockey jerseys hockey jerseys and i don't get me wrong yeah. there's there's plenty of female uh people you know women girl whatever i don't know how people want to be addressed that collects stuff. I'm not saying they don't, but I'm just saying like it's such like an in- innate thing, and they they're doing these studies of like people hunting, and it's like yeah. your trophies. I feel like that's almost like in the DNA. Like it goes back to like when shit was like caveman style, like hunter gatherers. Like you literally went out, you foraged, you found things, you brought it back, and then you had probably little trophies that you would give to people that yeah. you liked, like you're the woman you were with, or like you would collect things like. I think that's just like in our fucking DNA, you know. Well, like, sure. well, it's I, sure. in the study. The studies I was reading, Larry, I was just saying, like how don't get me wrong, like there's plenty of women who collect stuff too, but like I don't. Most of my male friends collect something. Like you and I are both into pedals and music equipment and, and shit sneakers. Like that. What's that? Sneakers. Yeah, well, whatever. But like, you know, uh, Steve's and I records, hockey jerseys, all this different shit, but. Sneakers, T-shirts, even merch, anything like you're whatever you're but, into, you want to have a ton of it. But like, it's such like a like uh they did because like I said, they're studying the chemical makeup of of the brains of you know they go to when little kids play and they look at the differences. That's how they do marketing, and um it's crazy how it's just like yeah like it's this whole evolution of hunting and having more fur or having the animal's head or whatever it is. And then you get older and it's like, I have to have more than my neighbor. It's almost like, like, again, it's not like we want to be better than everybody, but it's like your sense of pride. Like I went out yeah, and got pride. this. Exactly. Absolutely so, so, pride. Like when I, if I yeah. get, if there's a cool sneaker drop and I, I pick it up right away and I'm super psyched on it, I'm going to let the world know and post it on a bunch of stuff just cause I'm yeah. proud. I'm like, yo, I have this. Fuck you. You don't. But and our, our and it's funny to me that people are trying to get rid of that uh, economy, like that base of like not to like not be proud of capitalism or anything, but people are trying to get so like evened out. And I'm like, yo, everybody loves buying shit and having shit. And if you take that away from our society, people are gonna start killing each other. Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, man, people need something of their own to fucking hold on to. You know, something that they're proud of that they could be like, look what the fuck I have. You know what I mean? Because not everybody plays in a band. Not everybody fucking has something like that. Some people just collect shit, you know? And fuck, if you start taking away shit like that, man, like... 
Yeah, that's true. Is that like I consider like people like us lucky because we found shit that we love to do. Of course, and we, yeah. act, we actively seek out things like we're doing it. This you guys started this podcast during quarantine because you couldn't fucking play shows. Probably it was probably just like, yeah. what yeah, the fuck expression. else am I gonna do? No, it's like you know we I mean? spent so much time, like the three of us, just like drinking on Google Hangouts and bullshitting for like hours at a time, yeah. and we're like, oh, let's fucking let's record it and put it on the internet. Yeah. And see, I consider, like, us lucky because, like, we just happen to find that somewhere along the way. You know, like, right. I meet so many fucking people that, like, I don't fucking know what I like to do. Like, I don't know, like, you know, like, some people like weird shit. Some people collect fucking shoes. Some people collect buttons or whatever the fuck, yeah. you know what I mean? We just happen to be lucky enough to be in this kind of fucking genre where, like, we can create stuff and we have enough right. fucking friends to create it with. But, man, like, imagine the fucking guy who's collecting fucking, you know, like I said, I collected pops before, who's collecting pops, and then Disc Replay was like, yeah, we're not fucking open anymore. Like, <laughs> like oh, or like, shit. Or, like, a, another thing is, too, is, like, people who maybe their, like, their whole life is, like, they don't maybe buy stuff, but they collect, like, vacations. There are people like that, or, like, yeah. people who, you yeah. know, people who collect tattoos, but they get them in different states or countries. Yeah, it's just, like, collecting, like, experience. Which is really cool. It's like kind of like whilst we're playing shows, which got taken away. Um, yeah. I think, and again, I didn't mean to go on a, off on a whole soapbox, but I think at the surface level, it's so easy to point fingers at, like, again, gender or skin color or whatever. But then when you start breaking down society, it's like, yo, you're blaming these people for shit you don't like. But when you start taking away the actual things that you're saying you don't like, the, the whole society collapses. Correct. Yeah. And I, I, I just been thinking, I, again, I've been home too much thinking t- about shit too much, but I'm like, you know, like I, ha- I hate saying it like this, but like, I love buying shit that I'm interested in so I can learn about it and use yeah. it like as tools. Yeah. Absolutely. And collect, collect stuff. And I never like, yo, I have this stuff and you don't like, fuck you. Like, I'm not rich. I work, you know, try to earn my money as hard as I can. But like, um, I think it's just like this innate thing. And also too, like when you can't really like you said, play shows or express yourself artistically, then we've been getting into, like, the podcast. So Larry's been buying, like, production gear for recording music and also editing the podcast. And, it like, it's kind of like an expression. Yeah. yeah. it's and We were able to adapt. You know, I've been doing fucking – I just recently started doing, like, drum cover videos again. But it's like, what the fuck else are you going to do? Oh, yeah, they're you know? so sick, like, too. Yeah, I ha- I'd recorded three last night with What'd Brian. you do? Uh, I did Mac Miller, What's the Use. I did uh, Dance, Gavin, Dance, Summertime <laughs> Gladness. And I did a lot like bird song, which I can't fucking pronounce. It's called yeah. What's you say here, right? Yeah, something. Aha, yeah. See, but so like <laughs> lately, I've been doing small clips. I don't do See? the full videos because like I'm trying to build attention to my Instagram and all that first before I actually post the full videos to YouTube. Because I noticed that a lot of fucking people weren't clicking on the YouTube link. But if I just posted my one minute video. I would get like 200 or whatever. Sure. That's views smart out, you know? because people don't have attention spans. Yeah, exactly. I passed, like, I, I was like, when I told Brian, I was like, let's do three songs. He's like, well, fuck. Like, I wasn't ready to do three songs. I was like, no, we're only going to do like a minute, like 30 seconds to a minute of each fucking song. I'm going to pick apart and like, that's going to be it, you know? Sure. Just because realistically, I'm probably not going to watch a full fucking YouTube video of somebody playing something. I just want to check it out real quick and, you know. Our attention span as a as a whole society has gone to shit because of fast food, great <laughs> drive-throughs, cell phones, everything's instant. Why? Like we like think about this. We're sitting. We're basically sitting next to each other, having a conversation uh, that we're sending each other from our phones in the sky, yeah, miles apart. And you could still, you can still hear me clicking. <laughs> still hear, still hear me clicking my mouse around. 
for my attention span. Like, like think about this. Like I meet, we do this, and then again through the sky, I send Larry my voice clip that was captured through this piece of metal with electricity. Yeah. It's fucking insane, and it's like fucking, it's fucking us up because everything's so fast with your Wi-Fi and your phone that people won't give. Like on my, I have YouTube stuff up, and like when I look at the statistics, I'll have some videos that have a good amount of views, but you could see how much the average view is, and it's just like a quarter of it. Not because the video is bad or anything. People can't sit through it. Yeah, I'll get uh, like you, you go on your YouTube app, and like it's all your suggested shit. And I'll see something. It's like, uh, like, oh, uh, here's this is a breakdown of Tom DeLonge's Dude Ranch tone. I'm like, oh my god, I really want to watch this. And I open it. And it's fucking Mill. <laughs> 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 oh well, you know what happened is I got really bored. Um, like a long time ago, I would do this for fun, like just do a cover, or do a lesson. When somebody's like, "How do you play this?" I'm like, I'll show you, because I don't want to tab it out because I'm lazy. Um, but, uh, I got a Helix last year. I still love analog gear, but like I was trying Dang. to learn how, like dial in, um, tones. And because I wasn't playing shows, I was just playing along to albums. I'm like, let me see if I can match this. And then I did a couple of those and people were like, how do you do it? And then some guy gave me a shitty comment the other day and I was like, he was just being a shithead. And, uh, I was laughing cause I went to his channel and he didn't have any videos like that. And like, I love how people will talk shit to you and then not do it themselves. Like, good for you. I hope that made you feel better. <laughs> like it doesn't, it yeah. doesn't hurt my feelings, but I'm like, it's so easy to talk shit to people in YouTube comments, and it's oh, it's it's hilarious. Yeah, I, I try to stray away from reading uh, any comments. I really don't get shit posted on mine, but if somebody's like says something like that, I just tip it. I'm like, oh, thank you. Yeah, thanks yeah, for yeah. People give me questions you know. on like the settings of a fucking like pedal or something or an EQ, so yeah. that's why I go through them. Um, right. Although I'll say this, since they put Rogan on Spotify, there's no comments on Spotify, so it's not as fun. <laughs> the comment yeah. section of Rogan videos are the best. Oh, I, uh. oh, okay, so I thought of this question earlier. <laughs> no, they're they're actually the... really good, Larry. I haven't checked that out at all. I've they're... read a little bit, and it's it's something. Wait, what? Okay, so yeah, I thought of this question earlier when I was when I was taking a piss uh, about the metalcore going back to that and all that early two thousand stuff. Dope. So like, what was your guys' transition like going into metalcore into like the music that we listen to now? Because I remember being in, like, high school, and I thought, like, Slipknot and Mushroom Head and El Nino was, like, the fucking oh, sure. we, most, like, hardest shit I've ever I heard had, in my life. I had, um, I had new metal roots. Yeah. And, and then I remember this guy I was in band class with. Uh, his name was Ryan Homequest. He actually played with a band called Kindle that was out here. I don't know if he's doing anything anymore. Really good fucking drummer. Josh, uh, he sang for Kindle. He worked at Guitar Center. He had a beard. He's on the cover of the audition record. I know you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, Kendo had two drummers, I believe. They and, were And Homequest was one of them. It was a really, really good band. But he showed me Norma Jean. That was like oh, sure. the first like band. And then at the time, I was like, I kind of discovered a Trey You and like From Autumn to Ashes and stuff like that. But this fucking guy showed me Norma Jean. And then Norma Jean like was already kind of done. And then the chariot was next. That was like the next fucking thing he showed me, which is 2003 when I was in high school. He showed me that, and I was like, "Fuck whatever the fuck else!" Like I was listening to before. And that's chariot I, only. Yeah, that's when I really started. Like I found from that, I found Zayo. I found you know like Himza, and then like there was like other like more mainstream like As They Lay Dying. Sure. But then there was like Remembering Never and Scarlet, and like just from that one day, like sitting in that that guy in band class, and he showed me Norma Jean. I was like, "What the fuck is that?" Like. 
wow like that's that's heavy yeah. that's my kind of heavy you know so like what was your guys's like, transition i had new metal roots um and then like i got more into like punk rock a little bit like pretty shortly after and then i was like ashamed of being into new metal because i was just in punk rock <laughs> at the time and i was like pretty like strictly punk rock for a couple of years and then uh thursday is what got uh, me into the more and thursday's not necessarily heavy by any means but like they were they were dark and they screamed yeah and i was like oh yeah i can be into this and then thursday from thursday well, it was that like that would have been uh, a full collapse is it that album it was probably? full collapse yeah and then uh from thursday it was poison the well um from Autumn and Ashes and Treyu, all that stuff, and all kind of our routes were probably quite similar. Yeah, like just shitty new metal. Yeah, two thousand two to, to two thousand six. Like I got I got shit. really into new metal when when Follow the Leader was out in like ninety eight. I was like fucking ten. Mm. I was like, yeah, cool. Ugh. That's sick. This is awesome. They got a DJ in. Yeah, yeah I want to get an Ibanez. Um. And then, like, Blink put out Dude Ranch, and I'm like, nope, this is it. This is all I care about. Yeah. And so I, I listen to, like, Blink and Bad Religion only for years. Still do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true, because then, like, I got into, like, hardcore and, like, metalcore and this, like, melodic heavy stuff. And then I still only listen to Blink and Bad Religion in the end. <laughs> I think uh, no, but I it was a, Blink-182 on the way over here. So. It was Thursday that um, when I saw, the, like, you could be... You can be heavy and you can scream and be aggressive, but you can still be like melodic and digestible. Yeah, you'd be a, you could be a heavy indie band still, mm. you know. And really, like good. when um that kind of music got really like commercial commercially, I guess big in like two thousand like three, like when when Thrice signed to Island and they put out artists, yeah, and, like, artists in the ambulance, and then because of that, like. Under Oath and Mike Hem and all these bands got really big. That was a good year, though. 2003, 2004. 2003 was one of the best years for yeah, music. 2003, 2004 was probably some of my favorite fucking albums of all time. Absolutely. Still, year. I still listen. Like, Failure On. I listen to it all day today. Yeah. came out 2003. Uh, Watch Out came out from Lexus on Fire. A Worship mm-hmm. in Tribute from Glassjaw came out around that time. Um, yeah. They're Only Chasing Safety. Yeah. Fucking First Silverstein record. All that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, I remember being at Target. It was 2002, probably October-ish, like around Halloween. Shout out, uh, shout out, Marty Cromwell. Um, uh, the TVs over by the CDs played like music videos, and I saw, I something came on. And it was like it was melodic and upbeat and like kind of fun, like kind of like NFG-ish, but it was like in a minor key and it had a slam. And there was a guy screaming, and I'm like, "What the fuck is that?" And I remember I was buying a copy of Deja, the brand new record, because it had just come out. Ah. Uh, and I'm like, what is this? And I look up at the TV, and it was uh, Letters to You by Finch. Oh, And I had wow. never heard that. And I'm like, is this CD here? <laughs> and I bought it. And to this day, you put that record on pretty much to anyone who likes anything any of the four of us like. And they're like, yeah, this album's perfect. Yep, absolutely. That What It Is To Burn is one of the most perfect records ever. Uh... I think for me, like, I, I always liked, like, a lot of different stuff because growing up, MTV was, like, pop punk, rap, uh, new metal, and then, like, classic rock would be on, like, VH1 or whatever. So, like, all sure. that shit. And then, like, when I finally got a guitar, because I was listening to a lot of, like, Eminem and 50 Cent and shit. Um, and then I got Free a guitar. And I was, 
You know what I mean? I was like 12, and I got a guitar, and I was like, well, I like Blink and whatever, but which is my favorite band still. But then, like, when I was in middle school, somebody showed me Silverstein when they came out. Because, yeah. like, Slipknot was really popular, and I nice. thought they were cool, but I never looked at Slipknot as, like, oh, this is, like, screaming music or whatever. I was like, oh, they're just, like, super heavy metal. They're, like, they're like Metallica times 100. That's, like, what I thought I, when I was a kid. That you was, know what I mean? That was, like, my impersonation, or, like, my impression of death metal at the time, like, Slipknot. That was the heaviest shit I thought. Yeah, I mean, I always thought, I'm sure, not downplaying Slipknot. Sure. I still think they're super heavy, but I just mean, like, I never looked at it as, like, they were so popular that it didn't seem like this underground thing. Yeah. So then when I found, like, like somebody showed me Silverstein, I was like, oh, like, you can be kind of pop punk and kind of metal and kind of, like, whatever. And then eventually I found Parkway Drive and it was, like, fucking over. Because, like, I like a lot of more of the stuff from, from a little bit before that, but I'm younger than you guys. Sure, and that that's going to play a big factor into a lot of that, for sure. And, like, yeah. you know, I liked, I was listening to, like, the metal core for me at the time was, like, Atreyu, Azalea Dying, and Killswitch Engage. And, like, any other thing that was on a WWE paper. Killswitch Engage is the best metalcore band of all time. Sure, but but, but Killswitch Engage, when you look at the the two really popular Howard albums, they're amazing. I still love them. But they have such catchy singing parts. So when you go from that as a 13 or 14-year-old or even through 16, 17, and you're getting into, like, Parkway Drive, it's, like, a different fucking world. And I'm trying to play these, like crazy riffs i still can't play and that that fucked me up so i think that's why in stolaway you hear a lot of like me- like larry commented on the melody it's like well i take a lot from like old parkway drive so it's like there's sure. like a lot of yeah. me- there, there's no singing in the cool parkway drive their new shit's terrible yes yeah, so, no all, all the melody and the stuff like that is all covered from guitar work this is a side note but uh i discovered kill switch engage from uh howard he was in another band called blood has been shed he sure fucking was and that was that was how i found uh Kill Switch Engage, and I love Blood Has Been Shed, but they're just like a complete fucking like Meshuggah style fucking, you know, like heavy band like that. And then I heard Kill Switch, I was like, I like that a little bit better. Can I, uh, can as I, far I, as I'm concerned, Kill Switch Engage has two records. It's like Home Alone. <laughs> I, I just want to throw something out because I know Steve's got to tell his end, but for me, it's funny because when I'm I actually really guys, interested to hear Steve's. What? No, I'm I'm stoked to hear what Steve like. Steve's oh yeah, me intro- too. Introduction. But I just want to say it's funny because like you see the age group kind of get younger or older here. But like I talk to sure. people who are a lot older than me about this stuff, and I always feel like, oh man, I was so late to the game. But then I'll talk to people who are like 18 now or 20 now at shows, and they're like, oh my god, you saw those bands, and it makes me feel weird because I feel like I haven't seen shit. Hell yeah. So sorry. I get that on, though, because like it's like when I'm like, oh, I've seen fucking like 7A7P. Yeah, so yeah, but I, that's I, I, actually I totally rare. They weren't around that yeah, long. Yeah, and then I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, I wish I could see them, but <laughs> no. But like, when I was seeing Seven A Seven P, you were like legitimately six. Yeah. Uh, so like, yeah, I, I fuck man. <laughs> I I told uh, I told this story when we did Crucial Tunes, but uh, really the first exposure I had to like anything quote unquote heavy was like Metallica. And sure. eventually, like, I was around 9, 10, and that's when you start to zero in, and we're like, oh, I like this. And so I just dove into more of it, and then, like, from pop culture shit, like Guitar Hero, I would hear, like, like an All That Remains song or some shit like that. But uh, when I was a kid... That's pretty cool that you got into it that way. Yeah. Yeah. When I was a, <laughs> See, always, always something to I was up. I was watching live <laughs> shit as, like, a nine-year-old. Yeah, we got this a long time that's ago. That's awesome. That's, but, uh... Um, like Mill was saying, uh, I was, as a kid, I was huge into wrestling. So, um, one of the first CDs I got 
because of that exposure was suffering their witness by rise against dude fuck yeah wow. okay so i got a quick question right here because you said you were nine years old when you started listening to that was that like part because of mill like yeah yeah started, absolutely like, absolutely, absolutely. Well, that's yeah i would have been I, like 12 or 13 at the time so i had all these cds as i was yeah like, Cause that that's why I was like I feel like when I really started getting into music by myself I was around twelve so and that was when I was like you know finding like what I liked right I will totally say like well I'll let Steve finish I'm sorry yeah no like, have, like uh, having that influence of an older brother like hundred percent like got me down that path um and then like I'd hear some like I'd hear a song You're welcome hear, yeah there you go um I'd, I'd hear a song uh I could hear a Rise Against song on the pay per view like they did the Royal Rumble like in I think in two thousand seven or something and uh. I was like, I really like that song. And then, like, I remember I used my Christmas money. I bought the CD. And then I end up, I love that record to this day. Um, and our parents were cool about, like, helping us buy music. Like, they would always, like, my mom was always like, yeah, you guys want to get a CD? And, like, they would let us listen to whatever. And uh, That's awesome. CM Punk had Killswitch Engage to his entrance music. So that was my that was my exposure to that. And I'm like, that was, like, the first metalcore band I liked before knowing it was metalcore. Oh, it was so cool too that the pick scrape nice. and then Howard screams and people all like fucking forty thousand people stand up to kill switching. I remember, I remember like, that. I remember that summer I bought the deluxe edition of Daylight Dies. So like that was like the first metalcore album I like bought, um, nice. or had bought for me. Nothing's ever held up to yeah, it, pretty much. Um, but uh, never will. It's, it's like the, most, the next it's the best year, metalcore like, album of all time. Not the next year, a couple years later. Like so, like I knew like well, kind of what metalcore was, but I didn't know it was metalcore. I just knew like, oh, that's the screaming stuff. I kind of like that. Like I like this band. Maybe that band. Um, probably a bunch of shitty bands too. Um, when you're you know twelve years old. Yeah, Fucking, when you're like, twelve, and you're in the metalcore. You listen to like Bull from a Valentine. Shit. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's okay. You're twelve. Right. Or like Fuel. Um, and I remember. I remember <laughs> going into like, the, the summer going into. Fuel's not a metalcore band. Um, no, but you had that CD, and I was like, what the hell is this? I did not. Uh, Shimmer by Fuel is a fucking record. I don't think dude. I bought a Fuel CD. Yeah, like an angel on it or something. I think. Did somebody buy it for you? I think mom you... bought it for that ballad. I don't in, know. My I hands, like, in my hands, in my hands again. Yeah, yeah. Just um, I just remember there was a Fuel CD. I was like, the, who the fuck like bought <laughs> No, I I definitely bought I definitely like I definitely bought like some some suspect CDs. I don't remember ever being into Fuel though. We all um, have. We all have. Was it Puddle of Mud? I don't think that far. No. I was after Puddle of Mud. Let me finish. Um, my bad. Um, going into eighth grade, Mill showed me Prada in like a day to remember. Sure. So that was like my Warped Tour exposure, and I'm like, okay, cool. And then it turned into like Parkway Drive, and then like when I was in like first year of high school, I heard. Ghost inside, stick to your guns and tear. So just naturally, like you look when you hear something heavy, you just want more. And then it was like, do I like deathcore or whatnot and all that shit? And then, um, and then by February of that year, Mills band opened for Counterparts, and that was it. And then was Counterparts only? It was Counterparts, Monsters, Eye of the Breather, Shy Halud, and Close Your Eyes. Shit. <sighs> That dude, Shy Halud. I didn't. I didn't go. You know, aside from that show, though, let me just say, like, <laughs> I was playing. I started. I, love I started playing shows when I was like fifteen, like when I was a freshman in high school. So I started playing like shows. Yeah, sure. So Steve, who's Steve's three and a half years younger than me, so I had like he's like, uh, was coming to the shows all the time. So like by the time I was in like the the eleventh and twelfth grade. 
you know, I was playing local shows, like local metalcore shows and stuff yeah. like that. So Steve was like, Steve and Steve's friends would all go too. So like, I think that he had a good foundation of like, you know, being in the eighth, seventh or eighth grade and going to local shows and people knowing like, oh, his brother's in this one band, like, you know, don't hit him in the pit or whatever. Like, they're cool to him. It was like, they took care yeah. of him. That's awesome. That's there was really a lot awesome, of, actually. Well, and, and I, 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 it sounds weird, but there was a lot of shitty people in that era. Yeah. I mean, my mom got hit in the pit once. Why was she in the pit? Well, we played a CD release show at uh, St. Elijah Hall for uh, Set Sail, which is next, in this February, is going to be 10 years ago, which is crazy. And um, I have the record here, actually, I can pull up. But um, we <laughs> we played some song where, like, the pit died down and people kind of, like, moved to the front. So my mom, like, walked from the back and she, like, took a picture all our parents were there but like they didn't want to be on the stage they wanted to like watch us and it's a huge room and then like we played a mosh part and like a pit broke out and someone like ran her over i felt so bad speaking <laughs> of anniversaries you know what's crazy in three months is five years from the first get by ep y'all are old yeah, and I got we started get by when I was like fucking like twenty eight. <laughs> this year is this summer is eight years I started stole away. It's 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 Fuck. strange. It's strange because if you told me two thousand eleven was ten years ago, I'd believe you. It doesn't feel like twenty sixteen was five years ago. Yeah, I, I think I got a, I got a low here. country two thousand fifteen or sixteen. You know. Gotta send this to uh, Darren. What, what are the odds of that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, w- but uh, to, to, to wrap that up, Killswitch Engage was like probably my first exposure. And out of those suspect CDs, I'm pretty sure I bought like one of the later Saliva albums, which in hindsight, that did not age well. <laughs> nice. That's all right. Not, That's, dude, Killswitch Engage is like probably the perfect band that. to like. No, but yeah. in that same breath, you were like. In like seventh grade, it's. I'm okay. like, mom, he did Batista's yeah. song. Right. I need this. <laughs> All right, off the top of my head, can you guys name like maybe between one and three CDs that you bought that are like in retrospect, you're like, why did I buy that? Yes. Um, ha- uh, chocolate starfish. <laughs> oh yeah, I love that album. <laughs> if only we could fly. No, but I mean, like, because I remember I got significant other when I was in like fifth, or uh, I got three dollar bill when I was in like fifth grade. Significant Other has some hard riffs on and it. Like, Don't dude, fuck $3 me. bill fucking is hard as fuck oh, still today. God. That record is stupid heavy. I agree with that. Absolutely. Um, and I can still listen to that. But like, And like, Significant Other was pretty heavy and pretty cool, too. But like, Chocolate Starfish is a fucking corn fest. Like, it's lame, dude. It's oh, not yeah. a good album. <laughs> I'm into it. If only we could fly. Keep on, keep on <laughs> rolling, baby. The exactly. fucked up world with the fucked up I went, whatever. And I just want to listen to, like, Counterfeit and Stalemate. Yeah. Wow. But um, uh, I'll say that um, probably the Lincoln Park Jay Z record. <laughs> but also, I feel like if I revisited that, I might be like, "Dude, this is great." That yeah, might be sick, honestly. Um, I've listened to that in so long, probably since it came out. I I think when I was like, uh, I was like seventeen, so I was like like years deep into the whole like Zayo living sacrifice fucking all that shit uh i got the the jack johnson curious george soundtrack thing uh and wait what it was a jack johnson curious george uh there was like a curious george movie from like 2004 or 5 and jack johnson did the soundtrack for it okay and uh there was a single and i'm like this is slams i'm gonna get this 
Um, that, yeah, that's that. Also, Pinkerton. Because fu- fuck Pinkerton. Whoa, I love Pinkerton. Whoa, 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 yeah, whoa. I love no, Pinkerton. No, I will die on this hill. I get I get shit on for it all the time. Fuck Pinkerton. Blue's tight. Green is their best record. Fuck the rest. Man, you're spitting molten hot takes right now. No. Green <laughs> is the best Weezer record. Fuck it. I love Pinkerton. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue, but I, I, I love that record. Um I would say if we're just talking like cringe shit that we bought when we were kids. Yeah, um definitely it's like that weird like red saliva album with like a ultrasound on it. <laughs> it's it's really <laughs> <Nice>. fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta. I'm gonna look up. I'm gonna look it up. Birth control by saliva. No, <laughs> uh, or, or maybe it's called abstinence. Cinco Diablo. It was yeah, called. Abstinence by saliva. Cinco Cinco the abstinence. Yeah, and 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 uh, well, they did it. They had like a modified Euro style with like horns on it. <laughs> so saliva. Did, did they do that that click click boom song? Click yeah, click boom. So I like I remember I I was this is like Blockbuster was like a thing and I would rent like a video game like once a week for five dollars yeah. and I rent I remember renting this like dirt bike video game that was like basically you would do just like a bunch of like stunts like you would jump it was like Travis Pastrana yeah. was on yeah, it yeah like you jump over Pink. buses and like shit like that and that song was like there was for some reason there was only like six or nine songs on that Never. fucking soundtrack and every three minutes I would hear click click boom. Like when I was fucking playing the game, yeah. and it made me never want to fucking listen to that. See, see but that album from like two thousand or two thousand one, like, I feel like that's at the point to where it's like almost like uh, everybody was popular. It's very much a it's very much a product of yeah. the time. Like it's a zeitgeist. But then I'm like, it's like, what the hell am I doing buying that in two thousand eight? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's kind of like it's kind of like in yeah. two thousand one, people were kind of playing off new metal because all those bands were big, and then by two thousand eight, it's like. Bro, um, like, then I, I would say uh, you guys can flame me for liking Alter Bridge. <laughs> I really fucked. That's it. like post Creed, right? Yeah, I really fucked with Alter oh, Bridge when I was like eleven. That's like Creed with a different singer. <laughs> yeah, um, I really fucked with them when I was like eleven. Um, I still think uh, Edge's theme song like slaps, but uh, the Tom part. That's all right, man. Yeah, I still listen to Satellite from Pod. Also, I would say the third one, and uh, I fucking bought Eminem's Recovery album. Yeah, it's not, I will not never forgive moment. myself for that. <laughs> Weren't you like fourteen? Yeah, so I had my mom buy it for me, but it's okay. Um, I, I'm ashamed of You're that. Fourteen, one. just because of how bad Shit that happens. record is. It is bad as fuck, actually. <laughs> no, I don't even think it was it's a cover. Good. I think it was relapse. It was the one with all the pills on it. They're both bad. Oh yeah, yeah, it's relapse because recovery. Oh, that, that dude, like, that was one's worse. That one's worse. That's what I'm saying. But at least, at least it's like insane though. Like he's just like t- like it's literally just a drug album. Recovery's like oh Rihanna's on it and I'm popping now. Yeah, that Yo, that, new, that one. New Eminem. That, that's when he's I, so f- that's when I learned how to torrent music when that one came out. The, the new Eminem is Shout so fast. Babe. They were playing the new Eminem shit at a hockey game I was watching on TV, but there's no fans. So the PA was like echoing, and I just hear like, like his voice. And I'm like, I couldn't tell it was him. I was like, what the fuck are they playing at this game? Uh, so, yeah, so, I'm, so all I'm saying is you can you can always shame me for, for buying that, like, probably Eminem's worst record, which is a big statement to make. Well, shit you know. happens, dude. 
I think I only have one for that one. And uh, there was a CD store uh, or record store in Hammond at the time called The Loop. And they would have, like, you could buy an album a week before it came out. The guy would just have it, and he would sell it to you, but you'd pay a couple extra dollars. So I went in there. Is that super against the law? Yeah, it was pretty illegal. That's sick. This, we're talking like fucking like two thousand, like ninety eight to two thousand one. No, no, I like see. That. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, and uh, they didn't last very long. Like that store was not around. It was around for, like, I don't know three, four years, something like that. But I remember going in there, and the first album I actually bought by myself was Gorillas, which is not not the pick at all. I bought Gorillas with the, with the tank on it. Yeah, sure. Uh, that was awesome, and then Lincoln Park Hybrid, and I was like, cool, I'm gonna come back here. Oh, the so next good. fucking record I bought was Kid Rock. Whatever oh. the fuck that had like ball with the ball on it and the all red that one, shit. Devil without yeah. Cause. And I rocked I'm going the shit platinum for like three fucking days, and then like I remember giving it to my brother because I was like, I I know I don't like this now. Oh my god, we're seventy two hours. On... <laughs> yeah. Oh man, is that oh, my the county is cell block six. Yeah. Oh Dude. man, that's rough. Um. um I will say there was a, a couple year window of my life where my favorite band in the world was 311. Oh. I was super, super into 311. Did you like just start smoking pot? That was like, I yeah. didn't know. This was like years before I smoked pot. <laughs> I was in like sixth grade and I was just like super into 311. And like even since then, I've seen them a couple times. Because yeah. they've been at like festivals and shit, and they're like they're incredible to watch. They are a really good live. They're show. a great live band, but like mixing together like thirty kinds of music is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just I, one of those like I think like before you know better, it just make the music makes you feel good. So you're like, yeah, I like this. You know, this is happening. No, I was for, so fucking into Three Eleven when I was a kid, like so into them. So like for me, I have like albums I bought that people would think are obvious choices, but like like I I bought Three Hundred Three. When it came out, and I actually like still enjoy that for the time of my life that it came out, and so it's, I I think it's like a terrible. I ain't fucking record. scared of him. What? <laughs> I ain't fucking scared of him. Yeah, yeah. Me the vegetarian. Yeah. No, but like that's the thing is like I it was a fucking terrible like idea of a band. Yeah, three hundred three is ass, dude. <laughs> but that time of my life was cool, and then like I have Astro Lounge by all um Smash Mouth like with All Star on. I have Fush Mouche. Nice. Um. So like those are albums where I was like maybe I'll say those. But, like, I don't really know if I, like, think... Because I still have them. I have a huge fucking... I used to have a shelf, but my it got fucked up in flooding, so like, at the bottom, so I had to get rid of it. I have a huge crates of CDs in my basement. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to think of, like, what's the worst fucking CD I ever bought that I like... Oh, I know. I have two two picks. It's not one of three? Them, n- no, no. Worse than that. The wow. first one is I sold it. When, every, when they came out, everybody made a huge deal about asking Alexandria... Fair. And I fucking bought this first CD at Best Buy. I thought it was so bad. I sold it on eBay. <laughs> like I went out of my way to sell it. I was like, I don't want this. Uh, they, you know what's a great fuck. record I had when I was a child? Huh? East 1999 Eternal by Bone Thugs and Harmony. Mm. The other record though for me, people I are gonna. Have fl- that one. I'm gonna get flamed yeah. for this because people. Dang. This is a lot of people's favorite band or album. But uh, I bought the Black Parade by Mike Hem and I'm just like not into Mike Hem. I don't hate him, but I just like I'm not into him. I like but, Mike like, Hem, but I don't like Queen, so that record wasn't that good. That's kind of the thing is like I'm not really big into Queen and it's like really opera like uh, like, you know, rock opera esque and whatever. But the the reason I say that one is because 
I feel like everybody loves them so much, and then I'll be flipping through the CDs and I'll see that, and I'm like, why do I have this? Like, I shouldn't even have this. Like, people, somebody who wants to, I that was the longest show of my life when I saw them that I sat through. Yeah. So I, I guess those are my. I don't know. They're not really cringe at all. Well, asking Alexandria is, but I got that out of my house. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, I don't think I've ever listened to them. I might have heard pieces of their songs, sure. but never. Right. They would just. Well, you they know what? Got, they yeah. got big off of like swearing before the breakdown and calling people cunts and yeah. stuff ah okay yeah like when like an attila style fucking but like, but not oh did yeah. either of y'all have an attila cd no no but now i like attila i finally got into him you know why i realized it's a huge ponzi scheme joke so i love that they I played... don't know how to re- like where to go i love <laughs> I how they like... okay i used to go out of my way to hate on them and i realized yeah. that they play they played everybody that they do it's, that on it's, purpose. It's like a character thing. Yeah, yeah like I they feel stay like people ca- only listen to Attila to piss other people off. What, why are you like, like they have that one song like about that's, that's like. What, uh, what I feel it. Like what kind of band they are. They yeah. they have that song where it's like I'm about that life. He's like I'm a bad motherfucker, not a fuck. And I'm like yo, like this is terrible, but like I kind of love it because people get so mad. <laughs> or they have a song about pizza and he's just doing like lows and like doing like that. And they're singing about fucking ordering pizza and I'm like this is mm-hmm. awful. Well, with. With that being said, um, did Larry? Did you? Did you? Yeah, yeah, you did. We all went, right? For the to what? Oh yeah, Come we fast. are like we are like well over two hours. Was, we probably. Should I was gonna say I was gonna up. segue into what are we listening to now? Uh, today I listened to Beloved and, and Me Without You. Sick. Nice. Which Me Without You album you listened? Was it Catch Us the Fox? I listened that's to the best one. Uh, uh, Brother Sister is the best one. Brother Sisters, okay. I listen to A to B Life. I listen to Catch Rest of Foxes. I listen to Brother Sister. It's a little too much of the churchy stuff in Brother Sister. They have like a couple songs that kind of threw me off. They're a very spiritual band. But yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Live, too. They were very, very. Um, uh, me Without You is criminally underrated. Their drummer looks like Zach Galifianakis. Dude, and their drummer plays like a maniac. is amazing. I love him. I He's love one of my favorite drummers of all time. Love that fucking guy. The first time I saw him, like. He had like he like his shirt was like unbuttoned like this, and it looked exactly like Zach Galifianakis. But the way he fucking moved, like when he played, like the music they played doesn't sound like they should be as intense as they are, but yeah. they fucking were. I loved it. He plays like a like a sparkly like blood orange. It's it's, CNC it's a kit. champagne it's sparkle, it's and it's just this. Color. I love it. Oh, he's one of my favorite drummers in the world. But yeah, I've been listening to today was uh, beloved and me without you. So rare. Nice. Who's next? Uh, if, if if I was uh, so today, uh, recently I've been listening to a lot of Teenage Wrists. I just Hell, fucking yeah, it's so good. I love those. Yeah, they're so fucking catchy. And the uh, new ones are awesome. Yeah, the the, the I, I didn't listen to the last the the yellow whatever the fuck it was. Oh, it's so good, Yellow Belly. Song. It's I awesome. Yeah, Yellow Belly. I haven't got a chance to listen to that yet. But uh, go check out the video. It's cool. Hundredth, I've been listening to their last album. That was my album of the year last year. Hundredth, I fucking love that album, Iridescent. That that song is like one of my all time favorites. Uh, I just kind of got into Sleep Token, so I've been listening to them a lot. Cool. Uh, And I've been like I've been listening like like, weird shit like Thundercat and uh, Calm Trues and you know shit like that. Cool. Really like kind of fucking dancey, you know, jazz type stuff. But probably Sleep Token, uh, Hundredth. And there's another band I listen to a lot called Nevermind, but they're spelled just NBM. 
they're from Utah. They're very local, though. They're not like they. If you sure. go on their Spotify, they got like twelve hundred plays or something like that. But I've been fucking stuck on them. They're so nice. good. Oh yeah. What about y'all? Um, I've been listening to a lot of new teenage wrist stuff. Like the all the new singles are really really good. Um, I have a playlist that's like 60s, 70s, and like 80, 81 music. So I listen to like a bunch of like Steppenwolf and like fucking ZZ Top today. And because I, sometimes I just need good, weird guitar shit like that. And then after we get done with this podcast, I'm going to go listen to Attila. <laughs> uh, I, you think I'm joking? I'm fucking. I know. Not. I know you're fucking not. I'm going to hear. I'm going to go listen to 303 and lose respect for you. I'm gonna, Let me get a new part now. I'm going to hear that shit through the wall. Like after when we're from the next I'm going to play it out of my monitors. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, I, uh, I've been having some weird listening habits because, uh, I had a lot of shit going on in my ears. And like last whole last week, I was dizzy. So uh, I, I listened to a bunch of soundtracks, like uh, like original scores and stuff, like Dark Souls, Bloodborne, like the orchestral shit. And I was getting back into nice. like like artist like performance music, like I guess guitar music, I should say. Um, I listened to the new Julian Baker single a bunch. Uh, Rare. Yeah, I love it though. Like full <laughs> band. Like I'm so excited for that album. Um, Phoebe Bridges is going to be on SNL this weekend. Is that this? Holy sh- I, th- I thought it was the 6th. Maybe it's next weekend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which Her and uh, Dan Levy. I mean, it's gonna be, That's going to be a fantastic episode. I mean, that's like the one late night show she hasn't played yet. Also, um, I think it might be safe to say I might be jumping the gun. This episode is going to be up in like an hour or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the episode next week is going to be about SNL. Cool. Um, I'm down for that. Nice. Uh, and then other than that, um, I, didn't, I haven't been really listening to a lot of heavy stuff. Um, we're listening to Gatherers, but they're more like in that posty sound. Like they're screaming in heavier yeah. parts, but they're not like I, I just, they're cool. They just popped up on my uh, Spotify Discover Weekly, and I saved one of their songs. I'm really enjoying them. I haven't I haven't checked all of their stuff out there. Though. I'm probably gonna do that tomorrow. Check out. They did like two singles, like kind of relatively, like the last year or so, and then they did an album a couple years ago. Uh, we're we're alive beyond repair, which is. Uh, one of my favorite albums i really love that record great band okay i'll definitely check that out tomorrow at work. yeah so can i throw one more thing out there real quick too yeah, yeah. i meant to say I, i've been like getting into marty robbins you guys know who that is yo who the fuck is marty you robbins? should get into marty stewart the guy, no, marty brown the guy who invented so, bass tone. marty robbins <laughs> yeah so marty robbins is this guy who is like a uh, country singer like uh but not like a new country singer like real real old school and uh, like think like 50s and 60s is when he shout out good layouts fucking like hank williams type yeah it's really it's really good and like simple like two minute songs a lot of piano but um that's the guy basically this is the guy that invented distortion because his bass player went to do a bass solo and the channel and the mixing board his bass went direct in it got fucked up and it made like fuzz and they thought it was cool so they kept it and the first fuzz pedal was built because of that so I found out oh, about wow. this guy because of that, and I started actually like listening to him. And I'm like, "Yo, like this is like the good shit." Because like, like I'm like one of those people who I used to be like, "Yeah, I fucking hate country." And then you get into like old school shit, and you're like, "Oh, I like this is country. good music." Yeah, there's some bangers in there. That's I sure. mean, like I'm not like a fucking full blown cowboy yet, but I think that's the route yet? I'm going to go. Yeah, like my... you're aspiring. The Serbian cowboy, yeah, aspiring cowboy, yeah. <laughs> so then when people say like shit like about me being white, I'm like, nope, I'm Serbian and I'm a cowboy. 
And it's gonna be like that no effect song, like "Don't Call Me White." <laughs> call me a Serbian cowboy. cowboy. Yeah, I, I, Serbian. I work with uh, nothing but Serbians and Croatians, and they're all older than me, and they barely speak English. Hell yeah! But one of the guys, I borrowed his uh, spud wrench from him, and I broke it, and I thought he was gonna fucking murder me, cause like it was like an hour after I broke it, and I was like, I don't want to fucking tell him I broke his, his sixty dollar fucking wrench, and then he come, he goes, "Hey, yo, you take wrench, uh, you bring back." I was like, "Yeah, one fucking second. And then, like, I showed him the wrench, and it was broken, and he didn't speak no words to me after that. He just looked at me and threw his hands up and fucking walked away. <laughs> this man's, wow. like, 6'7", like, fucking 300 pounds. I'm of like, he's going to fucking murder me. Yeah, he's, he's going to fucking... Bring him some alcohol as a peace uh, Is he cool now? No. Yeah, me and him are not cool. Absolutely. Yeah, we our, were cool before that, and then I broke his fucking sputter <laughs> Our people and now I'm are... Convinced, uh, he's our people are usually pretty cool, but if he came from there and he doesn't speak English a lot... This motherfucker was in the Croatian war. Like, okay, this so like, if he came, old as fuck. if he came from there, he probably came from poverty. So sixty bucks to him is probably like two thousand. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's uh, it was very interesting today, because like I said, I broke the wrench and I was scared to tell him. Then he fucking towered over me. It was like you have wrench, and I was like, oh fuck. <laughs> That's a good accent. Here we go. Why, why you no give back wrench? Yeah, dobra, no. Dobro. Then, no, yeah. near, uh, I'm near like, no, it's, it's not. It's not dobro. Nešto, it's not, it's not dobro right. I'll ask you this. They always say uh, fresco. What the fuck does that mean? It, I, I'm convinced it either means friend or fucker. Fresco. Like one of the two. Well, I've never heard. That's that. That's Spanish for fresh, right? Yeah, he'll, he'll like he'll, he'll go, hey fresco. Like he he'll like yell at me when he wants my attention, and that's I don't know if I'm fucking pronouncing it. Right. It's probably yeah. just slang to. Like, hey, buddy, because I haven't heard that. It's probably new, new Serbian. Like, my, my parents were born here, but my grandparents are all Serbian. So, like, I'm like, I'm, I'm 100% descended Serbian, but I'm second generation American Serb. So, like, I grew up speaking English because my parents were born here. So, I know, like, the, the Serbian that we know, not to drag this out, but the Serbian that we know is, like, from that time period. But now pe- gotcha. people come over and they like combine. They have different accents and shit. And like I'm trying to, and then Macedonian has different words than Serbian. And if you confuse some of them, if you mix them up, where it's the same word with different meanings, you can talk yourself into some serious shit. <laughs> That's so wild. with with that, uh, I hope uh, I hope that guy doesn't give you any problems. Just tell him like, yo, I have some Serbian homies. We'll hook you up with some booze or something. Yeah, just, like it'll just be tell good. Tell me, tell him you'll bring him rakia. Fuck that big bastard. I'm prepared to fight to the death. Is he Serbian or Croatian? He's Serbian. There's two Serbians and a Croatian. The Croatian tell- I work with, uh, he's he's all right, but he barely speaks English. He'll tell he's you, they'll tell stubborn. you, th- they will let you know the fucking difference because when they seceded, it used to just be Yugoslavia. It was, it yeah. was ugly. When they se- yeah, it was ugly. There was a big time war and a lot of people got killed. So they'll, they'll let you fucking know the difference. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm going to throw a, I'm going to throw a, one of DJ's band songs at the end of this. Wow, DJ Khaled? Uh, I don't know. We the best. Yeah, uh, DJ Khaled. What do you have in mind? Uh, how's what business? This is this Ooh. is your band. Which what do you want on here? I don't know. Let's play the. Uh, Shout we out. Don't Tim- really have the East Moon shit because that's just a fucking live video. Shout out Timber uh, Squad. You want to do a country song? Yeah, we'll do a little. Which country one? Song. Play the newest one that we have. Uh, Simple Love. Yeah. Uh, Simple Love was on the Brian episode. Well, fuck Brian. Uh, well, you know, yeah, actually, rare. You know, fuck if, Brian. If we indeed. were to do a low country song, I'd say Things Fall Apart. That's probably my. my you know what? Uh, that's one of my favorite low country songs. So, um. We're about to wrap up here, so thanks for listening. Thanks for chilling. Thanks, DJ, for uh, being thanks here. Thanks to DJ for coming to hang yeah. out for the second time. And you can see here, I did it. It's recorded. It's recorded. You can see all the waves. They are all there. And I mean, I can't see it, but I see it. 
Well, for our very special guest, DJ, and for my two lovely co-hosts, Larry and Steve, thanks for putting up with me. Thanks for and putting thanks up for, with me. Thanks for having us, and thanks for being at the Shiznit. Thanks for being yeah. at the Shiznit. And uh, this is a song called Things uh, Things Fall Apart by Low Country, and Brian is fat.